Okay. People are going to question what I'm about to say. What if some of that shit is so big it can't be moved? Is that what you're saying, Ross? Is that what you've been That's told? That's exactly what I'm saying. How big is big? Big. So big, they built a building over it in a country outside of the United States of America. I know that sounds preposterous, and I know, oh, my God, you can just hear them now, the bleating debunkers. I'm not one to ask people to burn sources, but if Ross Colthart claims is true, he can cause disclosure by publishing the location. Completely legitimate request. Ross is sitting on disclosure, period. <laughs> Good evening, folks. Welcome to Alien Addicts on this fine and ginormous evening. Big, because it's a big evening tonight. We have, we've got a quite a few guests tonight, people. We don't have Ross Coulthard yet. Um, but I would like to speak to that man. Probably ask him some hard-hitting questions. Um, I will say, Jay, fantastic interview. Um, I hope you don't mind me using the clip at the beginning. He's a cool dude, and he's, he's British. You know, we stick to as Brits stick together. Um, and Lou Jimenez, Jimenez, he might be on it towards the end of the show. He's at work at the moment. Why I've got my arms out? Why? I don't know. Maybe I'm Jesus. Speaking of Jesus, Stu. Good edit evening. You editing Jesus? You? How are you doing, my lad? I'm good. I'm good. Excited for tonight. Hidden. Yo, hello everybody. <laughs> Otherwise Thanks known as the belly. The, <laughs> the belly. And sexual material. <laughs> Dave. Hell Dave. My space man. Sexual material. Gotta embrace it, man. All that which is, goodness. Which we've got is we've got a good mix tonight. We've got a real good mix. We've got we've got hidden down below here who is he's definitely not on Ross on board with Ross. Um, we've got Stu that thinks Ross can. Um, I did look for the friends clip, you know that Ross can, but I couldn't find it. Uh, and we've <laughs> and we've got Dave that doesn't have a fucking clue where Ross is, which is brilliant. And 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 Lou coming on later on, hopefully who will give his uh, 
unbiased opinion. I'm pretty sure. Please, Lord. But I, I, I got the, I did get inspiration, um, not only from Jay's show, um, but I definitely got in the more, the more inspiration from Lou when Lou read out um, the the tweet uh, and said, because it's a good point. You know, if if Ross Coulthard does know the location of this building that's covering up something massive, then he he literally is sitting on disclosure because if he gives the location away and we can get to that location, unless like everybody's saying it's Antarctica, then there's only certain people that can get to that and they're probably already there. What do you boys think? I think Lou's right. I mean, I think he should disclose it. But that being said, Ross, because he's Australian, is in a weakened position because he has to have a visa to work in America. And he will not want that taken off him. And that's like a bargaining chip for whoever wants to threaten him. So he's got that issue ahead of him. So... Yeah, but probably then, he wouldn't say anything because of that. Well, he just did. He, if if it is truth, then he just said something. He just dropped the bombshell, hasn't he? So yeah, he true. might as well. When you when you pull the grenade, you might as well throw it. What's the point in holding it in your hand? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I don't believe him. All these people, like I said last time, they provide a good table for you. They invite you around for a dinner and they give you nothing to eat. And that's what he's done. He set it up again. <laughs> To make people go into a frenzy, just like, just like, where's, where's, um, Paul's video? You know, nothing, nothing. It's all the good talk. What's we'll Paul's, to... Paul's video? Logan Paul, the one that. Oh, Logan the... Paul, right? Oh, I'm yeah. still waiting for that. Where, where is it though? Where is it? You know, it's, it's, we, we're gonna wait for these people to give us something for a very long time. Uh, Logan Paul will hang on to that until he can work out how to make as many bucks as possible. Do you I reckon I start, if I start drinking Prime, do you reckon I will get it? <laughs> I think you might get yeah, cancer. Yeah, that's too. Yeah, you might get a bellyache. <laughs> <laughs> a guy was drinking that at work, and I, I, he like he says, "Do you want to? Do you want to try some?" And I'm like, I, I, "That's for kids. Kids drink that shit." Crazy. Indeed. What a weird drink. Um, you said something really interesting oh, today, Stu. I think it was today. It was yesterday. And I, and I, I think I actually rang you. Um, yeah, we've spoken on the phone. And I was asking about Ross Coulthard, and you said, you know, about his reputation as a journalist as well, mm. if he speaks about these things and people working with him. Which I, I, which, I, which I think so, so many people will, they won't think about that. They'll think. Yeah, I mean, Coulthard, I, about a month ago, was probably very much in Hidden's camp, which is, I thought he was full of shit. But then I thought, no, I've got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. And I started to dig into his past and where he'd worked and who he'd worked for and some of the stuff that he's uncovered, some of the investigations he's done. And I mean, he's originally from the UK, moved to New Zealand when he was a wee lad. And then once he graduated, 
from Unite New Zealand, he moved over to Australia. And then he started working for um, the broadcasters in Australia. And from there, you know, books have come, come and gone and different bits and pieces. But he's got better. Like, the, the whole thing about him being fired, and that's a lot of nonsense. I mean, he still works with and speaks to all the producers and writers and journalists that he worked with before. Is that so, from 60 Minutes? Yeah, and from Channel 7 as well. So hmm. that's a lot of crap. That's misinformation or fake news or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I don't know who's pulling his strings. That's the hard part. Because he's got he's gone from freelancing for Australian news channels to having a bigger web presence than before because of his documentaries and his book and that. And then all of a sudden, he's the man interviewing Dave Grush on News Nation, which he's had no relationship with at all um, prior to that. Um, and he's now doing things with them. So there's something going on in the background. I'm not saying he's being controlled by anybody. I'm pretty sure he's free thinking and doing his own thing, but he's certainly being introduced to the right people by other people. Um, who I think would be Chris Mellon, but that would be totally just me guessing. There's no proof to that whatsoever. I think a lot of us think it's Chris Mellon that is very much behind the scenes when it comes to this. Well, I didn't know until today, and I put that in the chat or, or group chat earlier on. He's married to Bloody Rockefeller, you know. So, I mean, as well as being part of the Carnegie Mellon, the Mellon family. You know, his wife's a Rockefeller. She's cousin to, um, passed away now, but George H.W. Bush. You know, it all connects right the way through. And, you know, closely linked with the Clintons as well. Um, which then... What a uh, lovely mix. It's just, it, like, you know, th that then brings in Stephen Greer, um, Bob Bigelow. Oh, yeah, Linda you Moulton sent me Howe, that. Um, that yeah, put it in. Linda Moore. So, so, oh yeah, here we so, are. Yeah, there we go. So if you sit there and then and look at it as a griff, the griff is set, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, because it's it's all people. It's all people that if you if you just look at the surface, you think they're not connected. That they're all backing each other's stories up. But then when you dig, they are connected. Oh, the the whole the top end of ufology is completely connected. I mean, it's become very obvious that. Stephen Greer, who's second in from the left with the pink polo shirt on, with a bit of hair and a beard back then, um, he it always bugged me researching for the Greer documentary. Greer why looks high as shit there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look at the guy next to him, man. He's like, whoa, man, these edibles are kicked in. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the Greer, it always bugged me that Greer went from supposedly being a successful trauma doctor into ufology full-time. Now, if he did that off his own back, the gamble was high because at that point, nobody was making any serious bucks in ufology. But it seems that if you look at the horse statue with, I think, a Native American on it, um, the guy with the glasses second in from the right, that's Lawrence Rockefeller. 
he's the one with the money. Well, it seems that he had Greer on the payroll to the tune of about a hundred grand, and he used to pay J. Allen Heine as well, the project blue book dude, um, close encounters. He he had him on his books as well. He had Bigelow. He, he he basically helped set up Robert Bigelow there. Um, but that's where Bigelow got his startup money. You've got Linda Milton Howe getting all cozy up with Robert Bigelow. She was on his payroll. And I don't even know half the other folk that are in this photo, but they're all connected. And they're all got something to do with ufology in one way, shape, or form. So, yeah, it's all connected. And Is... if... Sorry, Hidden. Oh, nothing. No, no. I was just going to say, like, um, and the fact that Chris Mellon's married into the family, I mean, Lawrence died a while back. And the uh, the last Rockefeller I think that was alive was David, and he died a few years ago, six seven years ago now as well. So there isn't really any members of the Rockefeller family that are doing much in the way of ufology stuff, um, or showing a direct interest in it. But the trust that they have, which is the Rockefeller brothers, is still paying out to these people to this day. So work that one out. That's crazy. It just, it, we we spoke about this quite often, Dave. Like, w like when when we came through to the states, like a lot of just conversations, just chilling about this kind of thing. But I didn't realize. I mean, we we we, we did a show, uh, me and Lee, last night that will be going on the rock film, which is this one. Um, What's that again? What's that place again? Oh, that's that's just an AI image that I did. Um, I was trying to get you to say Rockfin. Oh yeah, Rockfin. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Rockfin show. There you go. Uh, that but, I think that show is going to go live after this show. Uh, but we, we, I didn't realize that so much of this stuff's kind of all linked into some really dark shit. The UFO stuff and. My eyes are only, I mean, forget the T-shirt. I shouldn't be wearing this, really, because <laughs> I kind of know what this stands for. Kind, kind of. Um, a Crowley T-shirt. I don't know. It's just some sort of triangle with a with an eyeball in the middle of it. Pulsing eye. <clears throat> which, which, funnily enough, the intro for, for last night is still there. And I didn't even realize this. I was just looking to try and make an, in an intro really quick, but check this out. If this square, okay, represent, I don't know if you can see it with the glare, hopefully. Yeah, you can see this we square can see on this piece it. of paper yeah. represents the human body, okay? And the human body has something inside the circle, which is called a brain. And that brain resides inside the body, and the brain is responsible for certain functions and biological functions that keep the body alive, keeps your heart rate going and your breathing. And your body, coincidentally, is also responsible for keeping the brain alive through circulatory processes and whatnot. So the brain needs the body and the body needs the brain. And so the brain is responsible for thinking, the body is responsible for protecting and moving and sustaining. Um, and, and that's what a lot of people consider life. But there's another element. There's another element to the human being and, and possibly to, to all sentient life. And that is the notion of this triangle. 
<laughs> so I'm like, I know I was probably reaching there, <laughs> but Lee saw that for the first time last night, and he was like, "That's a bit weird." That's, that's a li little bit weird. The thing is, though, Lou hates Greer. So, I mean, if Greer's in or with these people and these people are, you know, what they are on the t shirt. Um, do they hate each other, though? I think they do. Yeah, it's probably yeah. just acting, Dave. It's a bit of theater. Makes a good storyline. Mm. I don't think they're smart enough for that. I think they do hate each other. <clears throat> Oh, I, I don't think they come up with anything on their own. They're smart well, enough to send... Elaborate, to... Dave. Elaborate on that. They both strike me as people who are handled, right? None of them have original information. They always have sources. So even if they weren't complicit in some kind of cover-up, whoever's feeding them the information is the best disinformation asset you have is someone who's excited about potential personal gain from clandestine or secret information of some kind. Because they'll say whatever you say. They'll believe whatever you want because they can see an opportunity for them. It's funny it's you should say... Feed. It is funny you should say that because the the interview on um, Project Unity, which is the full interview, which is in the description below, people, um, with Ross Coulthard, he did mention Stephen Greer and he mentioned that recent um, press... that recent uh, conference thing that he did. Mm -hmm. um, and he said... Some of those people there are legit, <laughs> which I, which I found interesting. Oh, yeah, because we talked about that, and pretty much, I I think the only one that's potentially legit is the guy that talked about Antarctica, and the equipment down there they've got on the go, mm -hmm. but. We kind of debunked. I mean, Dave did a classic thing by pointing out the obvious, which was the guy was going on about doing this, that, and the next thing, and seeing everything. And Dave was like, "What did you say, Dave? You needed to. You should have signed the NDA prior to seeing it all. If they're taking you somewhere that you're going to see things, even potentially you've already signed. Not only that, he was an active in the military. They would just tell him to shut up. Yeah, like they, he doesn't have to sign. He just this is an order." You're to debate, debate or direct order. Wasn't he a private contractor? But he was in the military. He was like that's reserve. where he got yeah. hurt. Yep. Okay. He wasn't very clear on that. So no, no I agree with you. I agree. I agree with you 100. Yeah. What you? Yeah. We we went through that and we yeah. Yeah. So he he got some good actors. On that same thing, like I know people who have walked into places too that they shouldn't have been but they didn't really see anything. They just kind of walked through a place, right? Other than that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, if you would have opened any of the doors, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is suddenly a different thing. Um, and at the level he's talking, you're talking national security. Like, they don't care if you have an NDA. They can, you know, you've seen proprietary national security secrets that are, you know, <laughs> relevant to the defense of the nation. They, they have a lot of leeway. You don't have to leave anywhere. Um, yeah, just remember the guy who made the movie Gray State, how he ended up. Yep. So, you open up one of them doors, you'll end up with two bullets to the head, and, and it would be deemed as a suicide. <laughs> it's better to throw people off of buildings. 
makes it harder. <laughs> well, that, well, well, that, well, that's that's I'm not like right old, that's what I'm <laughs> You're actually <laughs> telling the truth, man. Yeah. yeah. Be- because if these people, like, if Ross isn't bullshitting, if uh, if Grush isn't bullshitting, it's coming from somewhere. We know we know Grush has just been told things. He's not seen anything. Ross has just been told things by sources that he trusts. Who are these sources that he trusts? Is is it all coming? Do we do we all are we all in agreement that we think it's coming from Mellon, or do you think it could be coming from multiple sources because they multiple. make out? So I don't who, think it's, so I don't I think it's think just coming. I don't think it's just coming from Mellon, um, but I think it's multiple. So you've got Mellon Lou. Hal Putoff, was it? I mean, isn't he just the guy that is making a few little gadgets at TTSA? And then maybe Hal was a Scientologist. Probably, I think he no, still is a Scientologist. Once a Scientologist, always a Scientologist. Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I didn't well, that frames that. his worldview. He's a Scientologist. <laughs> Lee, had a, Lee, Lee did an interview when he had Mossy Audio. Uh, with mm-hmm. an ex-Scientologist. That was a great interview. I think it's still up on Alien Addict on Spotify. Um, Happy but... birthday, Lee. If you catch I was just going to say, oh, uh, yes, we yeah. should clear up. Lee's yeah. away out partying tonight. He's, he's, he is. he's been taken out. Happy birthday, man. Happy 21st. Mm. Again. <laughs> <laughs> he, may, he, he may pop in like Completely in, ineb- inebriated, so she and, and get us a, <laughs> a a takedown on YouTube. This guy was gonna go sometime, Ollie. He was gonna go sometime. Yeah, I mean the, the conversation we had last night. Um, a lot of it I can't speak about on this platform because it'll just get us into a lot of shit. Um, it was where is it. It does. It definitely feels now, and I know there's a lot of channels out there will, that will say that it's all grifters, and that's all it is. It's just grifting, 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 grifting. It oh, to me, it feels like it's leading somewhere, I, and it feels like they want you to go down this path. I don't think Thank it's all brother. about. I don't think it's all about the money. No, it's well. Go on, Dave. As I say, I feel like it's leading out into the desert in circles. Yeah, a bit like Moses and his tribe. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But there's, I mean, I like the questions I have aren't who's giving them information. Let's say, it, does that even really matter? What is the purpose? Yeah. What's the end goal? Is- this is some kind of operation. There's a goal. There's an objective. There's something to be achieved. Like that is, and once you figure that out, then you can start figuring out, well, who would want to achieve such an objective? I have no idea what this would be. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's run these massive not... disinformation campaigns. Why? I have been wondering what the end goal is myself. That's the one question I've asked myself. Yeah, it doesn't, practically. it's not clear. You know, no. that's obvious. It's not clear. Um, See, I, I'm more lean to the side of Bluebeam now because they are talking actively about these things. I I I have I have information that the military have three satellites up in the sky. 
I know they have more than three, but these three are special. These three are special because they have got holographic technology on them. And they are positioned in a in a triangular formation where they can beam down a signal. And when you when you when you culminate that with the spraying of the skies, you got you got a screen there. That's a rock fin show. Okay. Yeah. I'll be quiet. <laughs> no, no, you no, don't be quiet. I'm just saying that the, the sky bit, that's definitely a rock fin. <clears throat> but I I see. I'm not one of these guys that pump out this um this project Bluebeam because I still am unsure of it. But I think I think we're all, I, I agree. We got to look at what is the purpose. But now that we know who's cutting the checks, yeah, we know it's it's not a good. It's it's not going to be anything that's going to help us. Why is nobody else? Everybody's saying grift, but nobody's talking about that. That's it. I never even I never even heard of that seen that picture before. So well done, Stu. It's you that found it. I'd never seen it. I'd never I didn't I I I I, I guarantee there's not many people. Yeah they hear Greer talk about it, but they 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 just honestly people just say that Greer is just saying names. Yeah, that's that's what they say, but they there it is. I don't think many people have seen that. I think Greer was being guided up until about five or six years ago. And now he's kind of out on his own now, which kind of, if you look at the content he's been putting out and who he's been talking to and things like that, and the way he's been speaking about stuff, he definitely is just reaching and everything is a grift for him. I mean, he's deaf. I mean, he's the wrong side of 60 now. So he's thinking retirement. So he'll be wanting to make as much money as possible over the next five to 10 years so he can live comfortably. Hasn't he? Hasn't he got enough though? Isn't he the one that has um a brothel, or am I getting confused with somebody else? That was the Bob Lazar, mate. That was Bob Lazar. Yeah. Oh, so, have, there you go. I don't think he had a brothel. I think He's co-owner or or something yeah. of that, something of that nature. See, yeah, I don't. So something I, to think about with this picture right here. Take this in. So that's taken at the Lawrence S. Rockefeller Preserve, right? It's 1,106 acres of a refuge within the Grand Teton National Park, which is a massive area. The Rockefellers set up their own private reserve surrounded by a national park, which is basically just all theirs because the main roads don't go all the way to there. You got to fly in. I was going to say that the only way to get into that is either boat or helicopter. Think about that. That's the kind of generational wealth and power. They're the the people that set that up were there at the foundation of the country, right? Like that's the people. Like they're not normal people. Like we say these, like they're the big bad boogeyman, and they are to an extent. But you have to take a breath and and see that. And those kind of people are clearly vested just by looking at this group of people, and guiding the narrative on UFOs, extraterrestrials, interdimensionals, ultra whatever. These are their narratives they're putting out. Mm-hmm. Why? I took a look at what the Rockefellers are into these days in terms of finances and stuff like that, and they're still very much into oil. They're still much into um, banking and stuff like that. But they have, yeah, they have diversified into media and also into alternative energies quite heavily. And that's just the public stuff that you can look up. You know, that's not the holding companies that hold holding companies out of 
various other countries that, you know, things get course squirrely. It's so why? So, I mean, just, just big, big, big brush, right? Big picture. Why? Why, why worry about this narrative? And it is a worry. They're obviously seeding. Look at the people that are there. They're As an aside, it. I do think back in the day, Linda Walthow and Bob Bigelow were having a wee bit of stooping time. Yeah. I mean, but they, uh, they look close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think of some of the people in this picture. They have, they have been at the helm of this topic for a long time. And each one of those people represent a different faction of this. Like they've broken apart the narrative. Was that the goal? And if that's the goal, why? That's the bigger question, isn't it? Yeah, I'm definitely going to need to dig that, that into... the question. That's the question. Yeah. Why? Henry Diamond, Bruce Maccabee, George Lamb, Dr. Leo Spinkle, whoever the hell he is, Keith Thompson, I've heard of. Um, you've then got Dr. C.B. Scott Jones. Yeah. Johnny Never Jones, Robert Teets. And then there's another two people behind the camera. But the, the photo's been cropped, actually. I think there's another version of it where there's somebody else to the right-hand side. Definitely looks that way. See. Also, those bullet, uh, are those, those are those bullet holes, Dave, on, on the wood? Nah. It doesn't look no. like it. No. Um, it, so, I mean, why? Why these people? Why these people at their private mountain helicopter-only resort that's isolated. What are you? What are they? Why? You're talking. You're talking like the kind of wealth that can't be fathomed. You're talking about empires in the trillions. That there are no bounds. There are no rules for these people. They answer to no government. They steer governments, mm. and yet they are heavily vested in a public way, in a way that they like. They can hide themselves from investments and market manipulations left and right. But not with this, right? Because of the link that you have to have with direct people, not business entities and bank movements, but you have to have real linked people and you have to get them to buy in, right? So the first thing is when you you bring in an asset, you get them with buy-in. And you, of course, you have to figure out what their purchase price is for them to buy in, whether it's God and country or it's money or it's fame or it's ego. And they've taken the time to do that. Everybody there, they have taken the time with. These aren't people who have friends, right? Everyone's an asset. Everyone's cattle. Why? So you, so these people, at this event at the time was sold an idea. Yeah, you're talking people who view other humans like cattle. You know, if you have a pig farm, you may have four or five favorite pigs for a reason. But do you take them aside and train them up and then release them back with the others? You hope that they train and guide the others, maybe? Do you want them to act as sheepdogs or, you know, herding dogs? Like, what? these people control a narrative. These people have shaped a narrative. And obviously, this, this picture shows that that was started a long time ago by powerful people. Why? I also think there's potentially two different factions going on here because if you take what's happening with the arrow thing, and those guys who don't seem to be able, they're, they're, they're toothless in terms of what they can do, research and dig into. They just don't have the clearances. You've then got the Congress who do have clearance, depending on what congressman or senator it is and what mm -hmm. committee they're on. And there seems to also be um, a faction within the Pentagon 
which is kind of Grush's side of things, mm -hmm. that want to release this information. I think there's there's people who have come into the military and are pissed off they can't get access to these programs because they're tucked away in private hands. I, I'm I'm absolutely sure that is, but it's still like that's that's a natural human reaction. You come in and you're in leadership and someone doesn't give you that. It all makes sense. I'm sure there's multiple factions, even at that super high level. But it still doesn't answer. Why are these people who run nations, who loan money to governments, who influence all economies, care about this topic in a way that's substantial enough that they bring people into their personal bubbles to influence and shape them? Because that's mm. what that is. That's mm. influence and shaping. Look at the looks on these people's faces that are proud to be somewhere that no one else is with a group of people no one else gets access to. That's elitism. They're being brought in. And I'm proud right. to get a hundred grand a year. Yeah, you're yeah. getting knighted. You're being made, right? This is this is your opportunity. Look at this stupid. And that that was a hundred grand a year back in the nineties. Yeah, and that's and that's a hundred grand retainer. They can make money on top of that. Yeah, yeah. So a hundred in the nineties, three hundred now. So oh, plus, it seems that like Greer's property that he has, which you see on the Cousins Brothers documentaries mm -hmm. and that, that's on Rockefeller land. Yes. He was yeah. gifted that. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. He's what? surrounded by the Smoky Mountain National Park. And he was gifted. He, he was gifted the land. Yeah, so it seems. I wouldn't even I would I would even go as far as to say chances are he was probably gifted the property as well, but I I have no Is this allegedly? That. Yeah, this allegedly. Is allegedly. Yeah, it's always he, always allegedly. It, it was and definitely he was definitely gifted the allegedly. land. Yeah. So um, and that's even more. Why? Why do people at that level because these are the people, I mean, let's be real. If they really wanted to know a topic, they can buy senators. We've known from BlackRock employees from the last, you know, outing that, you know, that's 10 grand to get info, 20, 50 donations here. You get whatever you want. Um, so these things are doable. You can hire former military personnel, get them away from that. They'll tell you for the, like, things always slip, right? So it's not that they want information. That's not what they want. They want to steer a narrative in a public way. So they're bringing these, this cadre of individuals in. But maybe they've lost control. Maybe have like they? The, the Rockefeller people have lost control over. I don't think, I don't think the they narrative. have. I don't think they, they have. Could, I think they they're still a dominant force, man. Uh, We're still they, talking about their tune. They'd silence them if they lost control. Yeah, you get thrown off a building. Well, there's hardly any Rockefellers left, so Allegedly. we don't know. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like Rothschild, that's not, that wasn't their real it, last I name. Mean, they changed it. Does it need yeah. to be? Does it does it need to be blood? You know. Yeah, and we're talking be, one. These, one. Yeah, it. it so what's going mentality. on? Why? Why would someone of that power want to steal public? Maybe it's the old maybe it's the old saying that these aliens ain't aliens. There's something else, and these guys know what it is and they need to herald it in. I mean, just just today I came across do you know about the red heifers, Dave? And the significance of the red heifers. To the Israeli people or the Native American people? Well, the, the Israelis. Yeah. Well, I, I came across an article it. about I came across an article today about that four red heifers are being um, delivered to Israel, pure red heifers. 
So red heifers is red heifers yeah. is kind of like it's all prophecy. Yeah. And it heralds in the prophecy. They need the red heifers to sacrifice. And once once they do that, you know, if the prophecies are real, then boy, we're in for some good times. <laughs> I mean, that's I very true with digital vortex. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. It's so why? Why would they? They shape the view on the UFOs and unknown phenomenon going into the new millennium. They mm. grabbed these people. They grabbed a doctor. They grabbed a wannabe real estate mogul, Linda Milton Howe, a few other people who you know are persuasive speakers, have that magnetic energy, and whoever the hell the rest of these people are. And I got to be honest, if we looked them up one by one, our stomachs would probably drop. Um, so they've invested. They, they and not only that, they're at the family ranch. Like they're they're being brought into the fold. Why? Why indeed? Why are they taking the time to get buy-in? Why are they taking the time to get believers? Why are they taking the time to mold them? When when you're at that level, you can you can buy and dispose people all you want, right? You can blackmail, you can corrupt, you can leverage. That's what you know these random pedophile islands around the world are all about. They didn't do that. Do you think they kind of maybe lost a certain degree of power and influence after 9-11? Nope. I think they gained it. <laughs> I think exactly. I think all the laws written across the world were for their betterment. Yeah, all the all the technology like the people like the NSA and, and MI6 and all these things that view all that, all the technology they bought are held from corporations that they held the majority control and they see the information first. Right. The reason, the reason why I'm saying that is because obviously Greer did his first press conference back in the May 2001, mm -hmm. and that was starting to gain traction back then. And obviously, this is prior to like YouTube and social media and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it takes a while for that information to kind of work its way around the the, the yeah. chat forums and that of the day, IRC and stuff like that, and it all went away mm -hmm. on September the 11th. So I should narrative. I should clarify, the narrative went away for the public, but not for people like us. They're not concerned we, with the general public. We are a very public. small part of the... But it doesn't take a lot of people to start a fire. No. Mm. So, what, so why do you think to, to kind of... Because we haven't gone off track, people, by the way. We, we've we just diverted, but... Oh, this still all hangs on. I want to ask you this, Dave, because you know very little about the guy. Why this guy? Why why this journalist who introduced Grush to the world, who is now making big claims, big being the the main word, mm -hmm. but not backing it up with anything, saying it may it may happen. Is it just a case of do you think it's a bullshit thing? Or do you think that this I don't know guy No but you 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 always get I I know you you get a feeling for people, you you know you know the guy interviewed Grushy watched the Grush interview. Do do you think he's just got lucky or do you think he's been picked for a reason? I think at that level, there's luck has nothing to do with it. <laughs> has nothing to do with it. I think it comes down to credibility. Coulthard's actually got credibility. I mean, his early career. I've got the stuff up in front of me here. Um, started in the early 1990s for newspapers in New Zealand and Australia. It's 96, he moved over to 60 Minutes, which is 
a big deal in Australia mm-hmm. as an investigative reporter. Uh, he won a whole host of awards, the Gold Walkley, Logie Awards, and all sorts of things. Um, in 2006, he joined Seven Network's Sunday Night Programme as Chief Investigations Reporter, which at that stage of his career was a big deal. Um, he remained in the programme for six years, during which time he continued to win loads of awards. Um, he's got loads of accolades as an independent journalist. Um, he's written loads of, well, several books, Dead Man Running Above the Law, Charles Bean, Lost Diggers, The Lost Tommy, Secrets for Sale, Inside the Global Offshore Money Maze, just to name but a few, as well as the latest one that he did on the UFO phenomenon. Um, he's highly respected as well. So that's, that's, that's the good, ideal. That's good point, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to Thank you. You're taking the words out of my mouth, man. That's, that's, he's an ideal guy. You can go look at his reference and say, yeah, he's, you know, he looks like a stand-up guy. All of them have good, good pedigrees. They all could do it. They all could say it. I think what I, def- I, what, I, what, I, I, I come, come with something like, like what, what, what the, the, the last tweet that you read from Lou, where he said, you know, give us the location then you come this far. Mm-hmm. Why not go all the way? Stop, stop, stop teasing people. <laughs> I utterly agree with you and Lou. And I think it's the same with like Greer and it's the same with um, all these people. They supposedly know stuff, but they're not willing to tell us. You know, Lou Elizondo as well. Um, you know, let's just share the wealth and just get the disclosure out there and get it, you know, blow the lid on it. What's do you believe he's being happen? told that though, or do you, do, you, do you, does any does anybody <laughs> think that think that he made that up? Do you believe that he, somebody has told him this? Yeah, definitely. The thing is, if he let's really quick, let, 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 let's play this out. Let's say he heard this from uh, somebody in the Pentagon, and it's been backed up by evidence. He might even have been taken to the building and and seen what's inside it. Okay, I'm just guessing. He knows state. the location. But he knows the location, right? If he lets that slip that it's either Antarctica or the Atacama Desert or South Korea or Millennium UK, Dome. Yep, the Millennium Dome, whatever. Um, then basically he's gonna lose all his trust with all his contacts immediately. He's not gonna get anywhere near the Pentagon. He's so you know background sources are just going to freeze up and disappear he's going to lose everything so it's not worth it to him if he if he was diagnosed with a terminal cancer tomorrow which god forbid i hope the guy never has that but if he was diagnosed with a terminal illness tomorrow and he had nothing to lose then i think he would tell us but because he's got everything to lose he's not going to spill the beans Hmm. he's going to eat He's doing the right thing in that he is guiding the people who potentially can spill the beans to spill the beans. Um, in the same way that when he did that interview with Jay the other day, I guarantee you, off camera, Jay was interrogating him for the location of that Afterwards, building. Yeah, because yeah. I sure as hell would. I think I honestly think and I'm not I'm not arse licking here, but well, kind of am a little bit. I do think Jay does a great job, and I, I, I'm kind of glad that he's from the UK because I think as somebody as he who's into the UFO stuff, I think he, and and he's and he's from Britain. 
and he's and he's a young a young chap, you know. Yeah. God love him. All respect to the guy. I get what Lou said on Lou reviews that he should have like said, "Well, come on, give us more." Like he should have probed him a little, pardon the pun. But um, <laughs> I get that. But I also get as somebody who's getting these good guests on. You know, he's he's just he's just had bird, bird shit on. Uh, how do you say bird, it? Bird shit. Bird, bird shit. Burchett. Dave likes him. Dave, 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 Dave I've met him. Him. Yeah. Get him on any night, Dave. He probably would come on. He probably hey. would come on. He's, he's a cool guy. He's a cool he guy. A cool guy. Just, just, just make sure I can pronounce his name. Yeah, don't call him <laughs> he, Burchett. He would actually think it was, he'd probably think it was hilarious. Um, yeah. But he's he just had him on, I think it was a 20, I, I actually listened to it coming home. It's a 20 minute interview. Uh, I, I, I just think it just seems like, and I'm I'm going to play. Okay. People are going to question what I'm about to say. What if some of that shit is so big it can't be moved? It felt to <laughs> me like he knew at some point in that interview he was going to say that. It didn't. I don't think that was spontaneous. I think he went into that interview with Jay. No, because he he also said, if you remember, I always save something. I, I always like to save something juicy for Jay or something like that. Yeah, that's right. I, I think he knew that he he was. I think he planned to say that in that interview for some reason. Now that was that him just wanting to get a you know people talking about him. It or could well that, be that he was sending that? a message. He could be okay. he could be sending a message to somebody in the Pentagon or one of the other three letter agencies to basically say, "Oh, I know about this," you know, so you can read me into some other things. But going back to what you said about him being able to get pe more people like Grush in his career down the line, mm -hmm. that's a bit of a risky game. So Yeah, but he's he's gonna to have to walk the line sometimes. Take it up to the edge. So you don't think he hasn't told off. his shit apart from saying there is a big ass UFO that is concealed by a building. <coughs> and then as Hidden said earlier on didn't say we UFO live, I don't think. Did he say UFO? Craft, I think he used the term. Craft. I don't even know if he used craft. You play it again. I'll find I'll I'll I'll, pl I'll play it off the actual channel, um, right. which uh, Jay's uh, channel uh, Project Unity is in the description. The actual video is in the description. Go on, carry on, Stu. Well, I'll find it. Um, so, yeah, he could be playing it close to the edge because he wants to get more information out of other people. You just don't know. But mm -hmm. it's really, I mean, as Hidden said before we came on the air, I mean, Reddit went nuts for this, and they're still continue to go nuts for this. It's just gone bananas trying to find the location and some of it is very outlandish and some of it's very credible i mean i i would go for the atacama desert in chile um i would say if it was going to be anywhere it would be down that neck of the woods but that's a big bit of land down there you know it's not um it's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles to the all domain 
normally resolution office. Yeah, but Ross, doesn't that just give them six months or more to hide their shit? Maybe just six months. Steen Johnson's written it up the best, where he writes about how the new Senate intelligence bill that um, uh, Kirsten Gallagher is pushing, it gives holders of non-Earth origin or exotic UAP material six months to make it available to the all-domain anomaly resolution office. Yeah, but Ross, doesn't that just give them six months or more to hide their shit? Okay. People are going to question what I'm about to say. What if some of that shit is so big it can't be moved? Is that what you're saying, Ross? Is that what you've been told? That's exactly what I'm saying. How big is big? Big. So big, they built a building over it in a country outside of the United States of America. I know that sounds preposterous, and I know, oh, my God, you can just hear them now, the bleating debunkers. Let's see this investigated. Let's just see what happens. Let's test these allegations before the Congress. It's very, very easy for people to go, oh, there's no evidence. Oh, my goodness me. Let's just go away and ignore it. Let's test it. We haven't even got there yet. Mm. You know, there's a whole cadre of supposed experts on social media who are saying it can't be, therefore it isn't. And that's been the default for so many years. It can't be, therefore it isn't. Imagine if what Mr. Grush is saying is true. Think about the implications of that. And imagine if, as I've just intimated to you, some of these objects are not capable of being moved because they're too bloody big. So he refers to them as objects. I mean, that's pretty yeah. astonishing. Have you said that before? No. No. You're the first. See, I always I say think, you, Jay. Was it I always save me a little something. A oh. couple of things. Firstly, having now watched this, I think, probably the eighth or ninth time, <laughs> I think Jay teed that up for him. The way he brought that into the conversation, I think that was pre-arranged, like you say. The other thing is, it's definitely not Antarctica, because Antarctica's not... Well, so you you, you think he told Jay he was going to mention that before? Yeah, I, I think they've talked about it prior, and the way Jay teed that one up, that was like a softball, you know, hit it out of the park job. And he said it's a country, so it's not going to be Antarctica, because Antarctica's a continent. I mean, he may have said, I get what you're saying there, he may have said, listen, I am going to give you something on the show. Um, but unfortunately, I, I, this, you, I, you can't ask me anything on the back of that. Yeah, I mean, if Jay had pushed him a little bit more, um, but again, th th it all comes down in like, like different rungs of a ladder. Jay wants to be able to call upon Ross, and they're quite friendly now. You can clearly yeah, see I get that. it. I, I, get, it, I, I know, get Jay's point of view. So Absolutely. he wants to call upon Ross in future interviews and be in the loop. So he's not going to damage that. Whereas, like, if we got Ross Coulthard on here, you and I would <laughs> not interrogate him. You know, yeah. but we, 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 would, we would ask the questions that people want asked. Whether Ross chooses to answer them is mm -hmm. another thing entirely, mm -hmm. but we wouldn't hold back. 
Whereas Jay is holding back because he wants Ross on again. Whereas we're like, no, no, no. We're going to ask you, we're going to be polite and respectful, but we're going to ask you the, the hard okay. questions. Okay, okay, let me, let, okay. Ross or somebody else, it's just this random comes on, okay? On alien addict and and before the show says listen i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this but you can't ask me xyz afterwards about it what do we do do we do we not do the interview do well the you've interviews. been in that position before yes i have twice with three Dave. times with since Dave. i've been involved with Dave. <laughs> yeah no but no because no, like, there was that night that that orphan red girl she was she had she came with um stipulations and you know i wanted to come on and challenge her on what she was saying and you were like mm, sorry dude can't do that another one was the billy myers guy he was not up for debating well yeah because if i think if it had brought too many people into that then the debate would have gone because he'd have just left because he's like but even I didn't, even I didn't just sign with up. you, I did you not and lee sign up for this yeah but even just with you and Lee there, he wasn't up for discussing it in detail. He put his foot down and said, no, I'm not doing this. You know, talk about it in some other way. And you had to kind of work around it. Um, so, I mean, you've been there. And I think that's the the problem. But the difference is this is important. Oh, God, yeah. The, the other stuff that we've done before. We've, it's just um, the, the Billy Myers stuff is not important. No, it's purely you know, speculative entertainment, but the, I mean, this has got far reaching consequences. I mean, I don't know about Dave, but I want my flying fucking car, you know, I want to be able to travel from Scotland over to see Dave for an afternoon and go back again. Well, that's, that's kind of the thing. Like he said, it's an object. What Didn't kind of object? No, he says object. He says, what kind of object? Never said craft. No. He said, Object. They found an a, object. Could be a I literally was going to say that there had and it could be a bloody Stargate. It's an object. And we we're all assuming it's a UFO. But it, I assume right. nothing. I assume that everything that they put out is uh, purposely assume. there to yeah yeah to, yeah, to disinfo yeah. you discredit like they want you looking over here so you're not paying attention over there. Well, I, the I left hand, not the right hand. I personally could not get away from this story because wherever I was looking for, like the footage from my channel, wherever I was looking, this story was it was it was everywhere. And one of the places I go is Reddit, and it set it on fire. And then YouTube, there was channels talking about it, putting up pictures of some building in in the Korea. I get confused between north and south, but they put up some building picture of a circular building. I tried. I tried to find. I mean, the, the, South it, Koreans it, wouldn't let Americans get away with that. You think? Not at all. They would. They no. No. Samsung would be the biggest entity in the world. Who if so? Let's let's Sorry. run that it's legitimate and somebody's investigating it, right? Oh yeah, Not I know. Samsung. You, you know quite a bit about Samsung. Yeah, yeah. I know quite a bit about interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which we can't talk about why, but uh, yeah, because Samsung's like. The, the biggest chunk of their money making is military stuff, isn't it? It's most companies at that size. Yeah, like Hyundai as well. Yeah, but you're talking about researching this unknown. I mean, Americans would not allow Samsung, who's really just South Korea's, you know, industrial and technical arm. I mean, they, they are the GDP of 
South Korea, basically. Mm-hmm. They are South Korea. Uh, so that wouldn't be it. Asian companies, Asian countries would be immediately ruled out. It's not in Africa. South America. Middle East. Middle East. I no. think it's too volatile over there. Yeah, it's not Middle East. Why not Africa? <laughs> so no one's in control in Africa. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. There's not one country in Africa that's stable enough. Yeah, I mean, none of or, them have the same under for 10 Chinese, years. Or not yeah. under Chinese influence. In yeah, and there's no major technological discoveries in, like, archaeological dig sites there's not in africa if we if we could have some sort of timeline he just gave us nothing if if we had a timeline of when when this building was supposed to have been built or because we could even look and say could it be dubai because they were doing a lot of it's south america it's south america it's 100 percent south america why various reasons um uh, America has treaties in place that keeps all other countries out from our meddling in South America. We're heavily involved with all governments there. We have military presence throughout. I'd say Panama or Colombia. Could be Colombia. I could see that. Is Colombia not too volatile as well? We keep uh, U.S. Special Forces presence there. We have four. Mind blows. Mind blows definitely trying to trying to pull the sphinx. He he wants it to be buried. He wants the sphinx to be built over it. <laughs> He's definitely on Egypt, man. Yeah, but they the American government has massive compounds. What if what if what if he's actually right? There was really two pyramids, and the third one was built to hide this giant object. Thousands of years ago. Yeah, it could. Hey, it's just as good as what Kufar said. <laughs> yeah, but the, the way he says it is that he's got American truck. He 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 does he does imply that he's got American <clears throat> control over it. Does he? What if they found it when they were digging the canal? Mm. Oh, Panama Canal. Mm. That's why we have massive bases and training centers there, not just to send rangers through the Darien, but um... yeah, because everybody's assuming. Everybody's assuming, and, and I am going to play devil's advocate here that that. Ross has been told this information, mm-hmm. and this information is correct. Yeah, I know. I know. If Lou comes on, he's probably gonna. Is it? We, we're probably gonna have a good like back and forth debate about this because I know he probably thinks Ross is talking out of his ass. Could be Germany, but but, but what if? Yeah. I, I, I think every, South America. Every, every, everybody's assuming they have the, the prehistory the set up, megalithic sites. They have. All that they have, Incas, Aztecs, Olmecs. Uh, you have sites built in Peru. You have the cloud people. You have Nazca lines. Mm, you have mm. massive histories of these people that were coming mm. and going. Mm. And it's all through there. Um, well, the reason why I think it's the Atacama Desert in Chile is because <laughs> the amount of money that the U.S. are pumping into the um, telescopes and radio telescopes and astronomy stuff over there is ridiculous. Like it's all, it's almost um, a third of Na- NASA's annual budget they're getting. Yeah, that's it's a lot of money. It's it's just from going with what. So that's one clip that I have, but I would say it's South America. It's got to be South America. M- yeah. MK says it's Greenland. No, it's not Greenland. And he's calling us a <laughs> No, 
it, like so let's say oh, he's he telling the truth Thanks, mq yeah let's say he's he's telling the truth the, the, the guy and uh taken from that information it would be south america so dave you do you do you think ross looks like he's telling the truth but you, I, don't they, I don't have they, a baseline. I'm not, you know, I'm not a. He's being okay. <laughs> you couldn't tell from his face because he's got so much Botox going on. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just the that's just the Aussie sun, mate. That's just the, you know, no wrinkles, eh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but so I think I think Stu makes a point. The guy's got credibility. He'd be a good guy to run out and lead. That makes total sense. He's not an American, which would be critical. Um. Yeah, he takes the boxes. Yeah, I mean, if if it's legitimate, like I would think, I, I mean, what what the hell do I know? Nothing is it'd be South America. I agree with you there because we're pretty aggressive about keeping everyone out of South America. See, I hope somebody from Reddit is listening to that because they, you know, if there's something there, they'll look, they'll search. And they'll come I mean, up with some possible candidates. Panama could potentially be a good shout because not only is there the original Panama Canal, they've obviously dug the second one now. You know, and flooded more land and built a lot of buildings. It's so big. The object mm. is so big, it can't be moved. That's so... People are assuming. Let's just say this. This let's go total, total dev, devil. Let's, let's totally go devil's avocado. That sounds delicious, by the way. That sounds <laughs> like it would be on like a wheat toast with a I, slice of avocado and like an over medium egg and like two strips of crispy bacon. That holiday sauce. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Okay. <laughs> poached egg. Poached. Make me hungry. Poached egg. Yeah. yeah. Good name for a restaurant if anybody fancies doing it. Because I ain't gonna do a restaurant. Um. What if this thing they stumble across it? Because people are assuming. So some are assuming that it's something that we've built and we're covering up. Some people are, sh- are assuming that it's a crashed. He didn't say any of that. He didn't. No. He, he, I, I'm, no, am I missing something yeah. here? I I think they're going to have stumbled across whatever it is because it's just too big. So so, so people are making the argument, okay, you can't just fucking all of of a sudden something's crashed or something's landed and it's not moving or we've, and then just, oh, we're going to have to build a building on it. But what if you actually found something and then it's like, Okay, we've revealed something underneath the earth, and yeah. th- there's something there. Mm. They've excavated it, they found it, they covered Let's, up what they found. Um, oh, shit, it's too big. It's, we, we're gonna have to cover it up. They, yeah, they would leave themselves access to it. You're good to research it. You would build something over the top that would allow you access. It doesn't mean you'd excavate the whole thing, it just this means entire... you would excavate something that you could gain access to. Isn't there an, enti- an entire pyramid covered up in? Um... Is it Mexico? Tennessee, oh. Tennessee is it? Mm. They found uh, proof of Egyptians, and uh, they built a dam on top of it. So that's not the one that I was talking of, but there's also oh one I think in, in Mexico that Graham was talking about, where they literally built a church on top of it. My God. 
Yeah. I mean, it's all alleged, you know, but there's a giant dam on it now, so ain't there nobody looking. Um, I've been in some, like, we, if we had a time frame. Somebody's put his, or MK's put his Gua- Guatemala. Trust the source. There's not enough infrastructure in Guatemala. No, it's not Greenland. Guatemala. I've been, I've been in Guatemala. It's not in Guatemala. Um, I do love like in Panama. Panama or Colombia? Yeah. Let's jump. I'm Panama not so sure about Colombia because Colombia is ridiculously mountainous. That's why it would be good there. Mm. Yeah, Pan like so so if they found it by accident. That's what it, that's that's so this is the assumption I'm running in my head. They found it by accident. It would be Panama when they were doing excavation because they didn't just start like this is what we're doing with the Panama Canal and we're going. Like they were doing core samples. They were sampling soil. They were mapping. There's different ways to get across. They didn't actually take the most efficient route. Um, oh shit, they didn't take the most efficient route. Huh. Stick up port digital vortex is written there, Ollie. Why would Ross know or feel free enough to casually Dave, talk Dave about just it? Dave's had a light bulb moment, I think. What were you going to say, Dave? Right Why would Ross know or feel free enough? I think because that was teed because up. Somebody, because somebody read that out for the people that are listening Why would to Ross audience? know or feel free enough to casually talk about it as an aside if he's trying to protect his sources? If true, this info would be tightly restricted and those who knew a small group. Hmm. I the still reckon he's... small group. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I still reckon that's a message for somebody else. What he's done is a message for somebody else. I don't know. Right, what was your light bulb thing, Dave? Did they take the most efficient route? What for the Panama Canal? No, they didn't. They did not. No, they, they definitely not. surveyed it. Yeah. Johnny Harris has got. We're really gonna have to explain that story. to me. What do you mean by that? So before you dig, like they built the Panama Canal from one ocean to the other ocean, and then it had to go up. It's got locks. It's it's an engineering marvel. Um, there's shorter paths. Like they could have moved less earth. And they didn't take it, but they would have absolutely surveyed. And even back in the day, they would have taken soil samples, core samples. They would have drilled down and said, hey, is this alluvial soil? Is this granite? Like, what what, what are we going to have to excavate to do this? Because that matters, too, when you're building things underground. And you're excavating, like, you know, putting in a water line isn't a big deal if it's only two feet down. But if it's all stone, it's suddenly a very big deal. Um, i tell you another thought. There was thousands killed during the making of the Panama Canal. Oh, yeah. They were selling cadavers. Yeah. They pickled them and sold them as cadavers. Yeah. That was the number one I mean, export of if, Panama for a long time. If anybody... What? Yeah, true story, that one. Mm-hmm. See, the 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 movie Poltergeist, does the scene that the Love cadavers that, yeah. are... Yeah, well, those are from Panama. The, the, what, the, the, the scene the in, the, in the pool? Yeah, yeah. Those are the, the, the real bodies, which they didn't tell yeah. the actors um, at the time, but they came from Panama because it's Bloody in the documentary. Bloody hell. So that's just what Dave's saying. You but, move the bodies, but you left the stones. No, yeah. you move the stones, but you left, the, left bodies. the bodies. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, there was literally thousands upon thousands of workers just killed through like malaria, yellow fever, you know, all the good diseases that you would get in a jungle environment. But what if they discovered something, they came across something, they've ended up putting a building on top of it to cover it up, and they've made sure that the people that helped build the building disappeared. Yeah, mind blown. We we've we've done we've done a, an interview with a few people. Uh, well, one of uh, a YouTube channel that does work with uh, the um, ocean. I've forgotten the name of the ocean liner that does um, work with the that has been down to the Baltic Sea anomaly. That is way back on the channel. Uh, there's a couple of live interviews on that. Um, but that thing's not covered up. That thing is that thing's got sea over it. Uh, they haven't put they haven't put a building over it. So I don't. Can know I ask that, you a question? It's still, ask you a question it's still being investigated. That Baltic Sea anomaly. What, what, what did they What did they reckon it was when they went down to it? Is it metal? Is it is it is it, is it it's, it's still being investigated. Apparently, every dive costs a shitload of money. Like a it's quarter of a million per dive, like, but surely yeah. the first the first dive would have turned around and said, "Look, it's stone, it's metal." They, it's, it's definitely there's something uh, I I never I've never heard metal. Somebody they so Thomas who's been on the channel says he thinks it's something from what they're saying something ancient because it is stone that 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 were from what they've they've dug up. But there's also a trench near it as well. Um. The weird... there's, a couple, there's a couple of decent documentaries on on YouTube if folk are interested in that. I was in one of the very first documentaries about that when when I I, I had the All This 51 channel. They got in touch with me and said, do you want to be on this? And it, his channel was named Mars Moon Space TV at the time. And I'm like, he goes, send me everything, what you think. So I'm saying, I said, I, I, I'm like, Holy shit. I thought it was a Mars question, but he's asked me about the Baltic Sea anomaly. I'm like, I don't know what it is. So I quickly look what it is, and they just sent them something in. So there's a ra- I am randomly in an interview on a documentary going, well, it could be alien. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Millennium Falcon. It does look like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it I does. Don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's... My gut feeling is it may be a. Um, do you know the like Victorian um, steamboat things that have the circle in the middle? Mm. The, it, that it could be one of those, and then you've Victorian got Victorian steamboat with circle in the middle. Yeah, it's got like uh, it's it's got like a circle, and it's got Paddle. a wheel, a wheel that goes round. Really old fucking Victorian thing, right. old Mark Twain stuff. Are oh, you talking like a that. riverboat what type they, thing? What they call them? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, paddle boats. Maybe, yeah. I forgot yeah. what they're called, but they spin around and churn the water. They're just the steam paddle boats. That's I don't think are. it's a crash uh, spacecraft at all. I think it, it it could be like something that you know what Graham Hancock talks about and some an ancient. What, what ocean is it in? 
It's in the Baltic Sea. Oh, that's why it's called the Baltic Anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. You're an but idiot. It, right? it's, <laughs> where, it, where it is, is um, they get a lot of hassle, obviously, from Russia um, because of the naval presence in the Baltic Sea. Paddle steamer. Dave's going to bring us back it back back on back with the reality. Go on, what? David. Oh, I was going to say that uh, I don't think it's Panama. Why? Why are we switching away from Panama now? I like Panama because they have eight in Peru. Eight what? Military bases. bases. The United oh. States operates eight military bases in Peru. So that's next door to where I was saying. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. What's that? It still doesn't explain. Also, have nine in Colombia. Okay, like let, let, let's let's just say Ross is not speaking out of his ass. I don't think he is. I'm gonna get off. At least he doesn't fence. think he is. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. think he is. I think I think I think that guy, that guy who said he's doing a documentary on the photo, he made a good point. He said that he by just talking about it already, he's already burnt some bridges. Has he or that? Or what I was just about to say, or was he given permission at some point with maybe maybe they said, oh, at some point you can speak about that just. Don't name the location. Whoever's mentoring Ross and guiding him and giving him the breaks that he's having use nation and stuff like that potentially has allowed for that. I think I definitely think that was a message for somebody else. That wasn't for us. That was to let somebody else know that he knows more than they think. So let me in the loop, bitch. Yeah, basically. So you can get more information. Because he seems to have gone from being interested in the loop to being part no, of the loop. Knowing something, yeah. Yeah. Dave? It's apparently Stargate the TV show is real, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Twitter's gone mad. I love like that show. Know. People have been putting like pictures of buildings going, could it be this building? 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 It's the same building? with Reddit. Reddit's going absolutely nuts over it. I'd, I'd wait till 4chan picks it up. Those oh, they're on bastards. it as well. Those scary bastards will figure it out. Weaponized autism. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that somewhere. Weaponized yeah, autism. They're it's incredible, man. Yeah. They are. No, they are. Um, another interesting point I've just actually, I was just glancing at Twitter there, and Mick West stuck something up that the Arrow uh, Defense uh, Department oh, of Defense Arrow Department, it up, bring it up. Oh, it's, it's on my iPad no, it's just, it's literally just going through unidentified anomalous phenomena, in general, the term unidentified anomalous phenomena for UAP, means any object, and it refers to object, object, object <laughs> And I just thought, oh, that's just what Coulthard's saying. Is literally he's using their language. Mm-hmm. Hasn't hasn't um, Mick West written another book though, Down a Rabbit Hole Part Two? 
Oh, Christ, all I know is. <laughs> they all got books coming out, so they all got some. Could I just ask a question, though? And this is this is one thing that always bugs me about um, the whistleblowers. Uh, why are they not being vilified? Like when um, when Bradley Bradley Mannings came out and started talking stuff, and he wasn't talking about UFOs, or I don't know, but he got vilified. They changed his gender, man. I know. They broke his I mind. Know. They locked him up and tortured him. Yep. I know. So why are these guys saying all these things and they're not being vilified? Because they're supposed to. Do you, do you understand? Do you guys see what I'm I'm trying to say here? I get what no. you're saying. A, yeah. A man who a man who actually said things that wasn't controlled, they made him a woman. Yeah, look, <laughs> look what they did to Snowden as well. Ah, uh, don't talk. Just that, guy, the planet. That, that guy. That guy's another joker, man. He yeah. always comes. He always comes out and says he knew the information about something that happened after it happened. Why didn't you say before? Mm. <laughs> he never says anything that happened before. He's another dribbler. Sorry, I, I don't mean. I don't mean to speak bad of these people. I never do. No, my opinion. Opinions matter. Whether. Yeah. Whether people agree with them or not. So, so, is, so is that what you guys think then? These people are not being vilified because they're part of this narrative that is supposed to be said. Yes. I don't think yeah. that about 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 Ross. I think Ross has has probably been. Is, I do think he's been handpicked because, like, he's he's. Oh, he's definitely he, been headhunted for this. No doubt about it. Yeah, I, and does he does he does he know that he's what he's doing when does it he comes? Care? To, does he does he care? I mean, he's doing his job. Um I think he's as curious, he's pro- as, he's, curious he's, he's, as the rest of us. He seems like an intelligent man. He's probably as suspicious as we are, but at the same time, he's still doing what he's good at, which is being a journalist. And it's probably giving him a little bit of excitement because it's just fucking aliens and UFOs. Let's face it, that's exciting. Um, whether 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 he, I mean, let's face it, he can't do anything else now other than aliens and UFOs. Yeah, yeah. he's put them in the same camp as George. That's now. his thing now. He's done now. Yeah, yeah. He's you, got to stay on that train. Cast, he is committed to that. He ha- he can't he can't leave that train now. That that train he is staying on, no matter what. Well, he's, he could, he's, but it would, ha- it would in... have to be something just as outrageous. In terms of conspiracy level, like if he switched over to the GFA or Flat Earth or something, you know, it has to be something really just as outlandish. Um, potentially, it's UAP UFO stuff. That's the only way he could jump to a different um, topic. But no, I know. I think he's that's him. He knows he's going to be like George Knapp, the UFO guy. And I think he's accepted that quite happily because you're talking. Like, there's probably a dozen books in him, like, in terms of what he could be doing over the next 20 years. Um, the all the conferences that he can talk to, you know, he will always be the go to guy when this all dies down. He'll be like Nick Pope, he'll be the go to guy that they bring on to Fox and CNN and News Nation to. You see, right there, MK, I get what you're saying. He's Ross is old school. He's just selling books. I get what you're saying. The guy's selling books. That's factual information. 
he's selling books. So fucking what? He's selling fucking books. That's his thing. He's going to sell some books. He's successful in what he does, but yeah. that doesn't that doesn't stop. That doesn't explain where he's getting it the information books. from. I sell books. He he's getting stuff. He's getting stuff. He's getting information. He's yes. He's 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 he's, he's feeding his family on the back of it. But there's still information being fed to him. Whether that information is bullshit or not, and, it, and don't get me wrong, it probably is bullshit because I think the feeding is a massive, big pile of shit because they're wanting to steer us in different directions, all of us. I feel like there might be truth to this one. I agree with Dave. It's so different. The end game is where we're sticking. We don't know what the end game is. Yeah, they're still in but control the, of the narrative, but this is... But the, the, the information, plus the way they've played Grush out, I mean, that was a stroke of genius because... He has all the clearances, the credibility again, and he basically, although he hasn't seen this stuff firsthand, he's in a position to have known about it. So that means that he has plausible deniability in terms of um, getting caught up in any kind of criminal aspect to this. The man of the hour. He's gonna t- he's gonna rip us a new asshole. <laughs> Lou, welcome to the hey. show, my lad. How you doing? Hey. How you One doing? second, man. I didn't want to interrupt uh, mid thought there. Finish your thought there, Underbelly. I wasn't speaking. Like, was was doing, me. I'm sorry. Who who was that? It was, who was me. Was it was it? me. Okay, I, to be honest, I kind of forgot. Um, so hi, Lou. Sorry, we star <laughs> we starstruck, Lou. <laughs> oh, please don't be. I'm nobody. I'm playing, man. I'm playing yeah. with you, man. <laughs> Uh, how you guys doing? Sorry, I just yeah, got yeah. Uh, just got done with a ten hour shift. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. Dude, we had the I, I I we got the inspiration from mm. um, what you said on your show the other day when you read the tweet, um, and you and literally I took the title of what you read out and made this the video that uh, Ross Ross Coulter is sitting on disclosure. No, he's not. He's not sitting on shit. He's, <laughs> all bluff. On, he's not sitting on a fucking thing. I think he's oh. taking Stephen Greer's story and he's adding a couple of sources and calling it a new thing. Um, he's there is no way, no chance I will put anything, anything I have. I will quit my acting career if there is a building that had to be built around a crashed or new saucer. Either one. Doesn't matter. Take your pick. There's no way. But There's that's the no thing. Way. He's not, he's not, we, we just looked, we just looked at the interview again and he didn't say, he said object. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. we speculating now, could he, what could he have found like a Stargate or something? You, you get what I'm saying? I the mean, Holy, maybe, maybe uh, the Holy Grail. Maybe a really interesting archaeological find. Could yeah. that's yeah what possible? Uh-huh. You know, um, I personally, I don't think it's anything. I think he's making it up. Hmm. I, personally, I agree with you. I think, I think it's and maybe not making it up, but heard it from an Eric Davis or somebody like that, and he trusts that as a source. 
and I think he would consider that a source, uh, along with Elizondo, Cahill, pick whoever you want, whoever you want within the defense department, Chris Chris Mellon, any of them. I think all of those guys are considered sources and their names are used when needed and they're omitted when they want to sell more books or, or bring attention to something. Um, you know, he says he has multiple sources and that the object um, is incomprehensible how big it is. Like, he could tell us how big it is. I think he should disclose He could tell us how big it is. He could say the shape. He could say the dialect in which the country was fucking from. He could. There are. uh, Is it cold? The time, the year it happened. He said decades. This is decades ago. This happened, and not one construction worker, not one person that mans or does security or fucking is a goddamn, uh, 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 you know, janitor there. And nobody with the top secret clearance, nobody's talked about this. This is the first time we've heard about, other than from Stephen Greer a few months ago, this is the first time we've ever heard a claim like this. Ever. Ever. And if you consider things like MKUltra, if you consider things um, uh, like the SR-71 Blackbird, if you consider any top secret black uh, drone strikes, like none of these things, illegal drone strikes specifically, none of these things stay secret for more than 30 years. Tops. And that's pushing it. That's really pushing it. Um, yeah, I think he's full of it, personally. I see. You, go on, sorry, sorry, No, no, no. Say, if the craft's in another country, they don't speak English, and they're maybe not quite third world, but they just don't have access to media like we do. And then potentially there could have been people involved with it that do know something that you're never going to reach. I think if there was something that incomprehensibly big in a third world country, why did we hear about Varginia then? That's nowhere near big of uh, of an event. Not as many people would have worked on it or seen it. And yet we have a movie and a documentary and books and TV shows and all sorts of stuff circulating ab- about a fourth world country, possibly in Varginha, Brazil. Like it is in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that story has made mainstream news. Are you so? I mean, we've heard about secret pyramids in antarctica for decades (laughs) decades um you know is it true i seriously doubt it wouldn't shock me though if somehow some way some you know uh long ago civilization maybe it was warm down there at one point you know on the planet most of those pyramids though have been found on google earth so let's let's on in in antarctica Uh yeah most of them send me me the info I, no, I'd what, love to what, check I'm, it out. what I'm saying yeah. is most of these people have found stuff on Google Earth. Now, Google Earth right. is renowned for pixelation, uh, mapping problems where mm-hmm. they've overlapped maps. And also, yep. so so I years, years back, I did a video on somebody that put the pyramid out on Antarctica. And I'm like, yeah. you've put that on from Google Earth. You're yeah. looking at that from, from a satellite, you know. Yeah. 
come back to me when you can show me an actual picture of a pyramid in Antarctica, and right. then I'll speak to you. Right, right. Or, yeah, documentary or some sort of scientific um, announcement that has said that. You know, like, my point being is all of these stories permeate in some of the most remote places of the world. I mean, for God's sakes, the aerial school sighting in 1990, whatever, that was incredibly remote. And uh -oh. the crash incomprehensibly big crashed into the earth and it was so big, they couldn't move it and then had to facilitate and bring in a construction team to build a housing unit around it. And that story never made it until Ross said it on Project Unity. He never said a craft. I'm, I'm going to play. Right. Like he said shit. And he said, but he's inferring, right? Like he's not inferring U.S. tech. He's not inferring archaeological find. He's inferring a craft for me. I mean, maybe I'm I'm taking it a step too far. But the, again, yeah, I mean, I said it in my video, like these are questions that could have been asked by Jay. And because oh, he's Jay so, definitely just, served yeah. him up softballs. That's what totally. he always does. You know, if Jay, if Jay just even ask him the simplest of questions, like where? Oh, where? Yeah. When? <clears throat> but is it a you, craft? You said this, is it though. an archaeological find? So Lou, you said this, and you and you was you, that video is almost like a message to Jay because yeah. you've you've been you've had these people that uh, I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to use the word they've used you. Yeah, they've used your platform. Um, I've got a lot of respect as, as a Brit. I've got a lot of respect for Jay. I think he does a fantastic job. He's a great interviewer and he's very intelligent. Do he's I not think a great interviewer? Let's be clear. I think he's no, not. no, he does good interviews, but he, he could have he, he could have asked better questions to Ross. But I think right. Ross may have said to him, "Listen, I I think that was always going to be brought up. I think that thing was always he and and Stu said he may have even told Jay." before that he was going to mention this because that came from fucking out of the blue. I don't think he told Jay. Jay seemed genuinely Jay seemed genuinely surprised and and I felt like just the 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 telling of it came off incredibly natural. Like it, it I don't it didn't it didn't for me it didn't feel planned. Of course I could be wrong on that. I think I planned personally... it from the point of view of like he's teed Jay up and said um I've got something for you tonight. That for sure, he probably did without a doubt. You know, rather, that, rather, I, rather, that I'd agree with. Rather than but I don't specific. think he got specific. Yeah, no, I would agree um, with him. I, I think Jay is, like I said in that show, like that discussion between Greenwald and Jay regarding the Wilson memo uh, notes was incredibly interesting. I still side with John Greenwald. Uh, but he can articulate himself. Mm -hmm. He can argue his viewpoint, but he's not a good interviewer. He does not ask bone cutting questions, which is too bad because I feel like he has the intelligence and the temperament to do those kinds of questions. Yeah. And, and they don't even have to be that off putting. I mean, a simple and he, did he ask one question other than you got that from, I guess, a reliable source? 
Were there any questions outside of that that he asked about this, whatever it was? You know, no, the, never, the world never changing. Up. No, not one, not one question. He never does that when it's people like Ross Coulthard because number one, they're friends, or at least he thinks they're friends. And that's what these guys do. They they buddy you up. They make you believe that you're friends and therefore journalistic credibility or integrity will never be questioned because we're friends. Is that what Lou did? That's what all of them do. That's what all of them do. They make you their friend. They friend you. They friend you. And so that way, when you start to question them, they you're always going to go back to, fuck, man, they're my friend. I don't want to do that. You know, like you never want to call out your friends, but that's what real friends actually do. Real friends call each other out when they make mistakes or they're doing or saying something stupid. I've had my real friends, my real life friends in my real life. I told this story actually a few times the last month, and I'll just go ahead and tell you guys here. Like when I first moved to New York City, and this was 2002, 2003, um, when I was in high school and when I was a dumb, stupid Florida boy who had not been exposed to the world, I would use I would use phrases like, oh, man, that's so gay. Don't be so gay. Right. I moved to New York City. And the one of the first parties I went to, I used that phrase to describe something. And one of my friends in the party grabbed me by the arm and took me to the hallway, closed the door and said, don't ever fucking say that again around me. And if you do, I'll either knock you out <laughs> or we're just not going to be friends anymore. And at first I was very shocked and taken aback and I was confused by it. And then he started to explain, do you realize how many gay people are in that party that you were just in? You know, and and I I knew that I wasn't saying it to be hateful or to be, uh, you know, homophobic. Uh, that was just how I grew up. And it was naive and it was young and I was stupid. And I've never done it since that day. And that guy is one of my best friends in the world. And having those moments where you could pull your friend aside and say, bro, what the fuck are you doing? I've had those moments with Lou Elizondo. I've had those moments with all of these guys behind the scenes where I'm like, why? What the fuck are you doing? Why are you saying this? This is confusing. Why are you saying this here? But you aren't saying this here. Like I gave them those chants as a friend until I got pushed to the point where I was like, okay, I can't be the friend anymore. Like, or pretend to be these, these people are not my friends. They want me to fall on swords and they want me to say, give a public apologies for shit. I didn't even do like, so, so my, know, so, my, yes, my, to answer your question. So with you, I never had a problem at all. I, 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 I was, I was kind of envious in a way. I, I looked, I looked at your channel. I looked at the guests you were getting. I thought that's fucking amazing. Wow. He's, he's doing the number, but my, res my respect went up the minute you fucking destroyed it. Cause I'm like, why would you fucking do that? Why the fuck would you do that? Now I'm, I don't mean to bring that up. We've done, we've done that. Yeah. We've already spoke about yeah. that. 
we've, we've yeah. done that thing. But do you not think this is more than just a grift? Okay. So these, so... The, 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 you, have you ever asked yourself that, that question that this is not just about how much money you can make, that it's yeah. leading to something? Uh, it's a grift. And I, I think I figured it out. I think. I, and I said this the other night on my show. And it hit me. Um, let me just take a look at the exact moment it hit me when I was watching a certain thing. But I'm having a brain fart right now. Let me just look at my. What can a grift is, Lou? What's that? Okay, so. What, what kind of grift? So it is, I think, a government contract grift. Um, so this, it hit me when Marco Rubio was speaking, and this is why I talked about Marco Rubio the other night, uh, when he had that clip on, uh, Hannity the other night talking about, and they ended the, the segment with UFOs. Um, but the thing that struck me was the very beginning of that segment, how, uh, they were so ashamed and shocked by cocaine in the white house. And Marco Rubio said some really cute shit along the lines of it gives a new name or it gives a new meaning to the, to the name white house <laughs> as if Marco Rubio, who's from Florida and is Cuban and lied about how his family left Cuba and use and grew up in cocaine distribution houses and made money from cocaine dealers, not only his family, but him paid his loans through people like this to have any sort of and then turn around, prosecute drug offenders to the fullest extent of the law while giving his brother in law a shorter sentence on a drug charge on a cocaine drug charge. Instead of serving 30 years, 35 years, he only served 10 like this is what Marco Ruby. And when that when he said that something clicked in me. And at the same time, Ryan Graves, the same day, was at Senator Gillibrand's office talking to Senator Gillibrand about God knows what he's talking about. Apparently, it's uh, the the Americans for Aeros, Aero Safety or whatever his organization is that's raising money and on Capitol Hill for some reason. I think what's happening is... There is a huge public. They have generated a huge public interest in the topic of UFOs and idiots like me encourage people to call lawmakers to look into it. They did it along with me mass media news coverage. And now you've got legislation in in place and constantly evolving. You've got budgets being made. You've got scientists being gathered. And I think this is a long play. I think it's going to be a 10 to 15 year grift that at the end of that time, we're going to find out there was nothing to this, but turns out all of that stuff was just our tech. And I think what's going to happen is these laws are going to pass. The government is going to have a couple of hearings. And in these hearings, people aren't going to be satisfied. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get independent contractors like Boeing, like Ryan Graves, like Tim Galladay, 
like Sean Cahill and his little organization and like Avi Loeb and his organization. And they're going to also submit for these government contracts to get a more independent answer than the Pentagon, because they are going to throw the line out there that the Pentagon is lying. They're hiding information. They're not being honest with us. We need dollars and budgets to independently look at this. And I think that's the grift. They're going to submit. They're going to say, hey, I'm a former F-16 fighter pilot. Look at my team. It's made up of whistleblowers and former Pentagon guys. Please give us a contract. If they, let's just say, approve $100 billion, which is not crazy. That's not a crazy budget in the U.S. and military NDAA budget. $100 billion, Avi Loeb gets $20 billion maybe. Um, Ryan Graves gets a, a $10 billion contract or you know, $500 million contract. Or 300, I, who knows, dude? But with a hundred billion dollars, you could give a lot of independent uh, researchers budgets to look at this. And then after they look at it, and Congress goes, Okay, what did you guys find? Sorry, <laughs> we didn't find anything. Um, but thanks for the cash. Thanks for the cash. And th- I think that's what this is, man. It's a fucking huge grift to get a bunch of money wasteful spending basically you got a bunch of i think you got a bunch of ex-government guys that are not happy with their pension they're not happy how they left the military they feel uh they're all pissed off with the military for some reason and i'm not making that up all of them have a gripe with the military on some level and i think this is a great way to Give a little bump, a little pay raise to that pension, a little bump and pay raise to that retirement while saying you're doing research, just like they did with ATIP. <laughs> ATIP was a $20 million thing that turned out to be a bunch of drunks on Skinwalker Ranch making up stories to continue the budget. And that's exactly what this is. This is this is this is the OSAP program on a much grander scale. And then in 15 years. When people go, what the fuck? How did we spend $100 billion on this? They're going to go all the way back to these legislative days of today. And they're going to look back. Oh, this is how it happened. And it's going to trace right back, right back to Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon and uh, 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 Tom DeLong. Dave, can we come to you for this? Because you know more about your government than than us three English blokes. Yeah, I mean, it would be more than independent entities set up to bid on government contracts, but like, uh, what is it? Lou Elizondo works for Radiance Technology along with Travis Taylor, and they're doing the TV show. <laughs> but the bulk of their work isn't actually optical physics, it's human intelligence. Right. The, the Radiance I mean, also, Technology works on like psychological operations. That's their bread and butter, and they're based out of Birmingham. And all of these guys are based out of SCU is in Birmingham. Their conference is in Birmingham. All of those guys in that conference, that is literally the cradle of the military industrial complex. Yeah. Lockheed Martin, part of Skunk Works is there. A huge yeah. part of it. Yeah. They keep everything. They've, in how, they how have, they've, they've come up with a great way to get money. Basically. How does an independent person like myself get my hands on some of this money? 
You have well, to have a very good friend with military connections and pay right. them a bunch of money. That's the reason you get like uh, wired generals get jobs at places like that. They use their friends mm. to leverage to get money for projects. That's right. their sole purpose. You see and, that I too, mean, like, you know, not just government, but corporations, engineering firms, whoever their business development assets were usually were in government at some level. I mean, go and look up the Americans for Safe Aerospace website and take a look at their advisors. <laughs> You've got Alex Dietrich, David Fravor. Okay, I'm just going to read off the names that everybody knows. Brian Bender, Tim Galladay, Avi Loeb, Gary Nolan, Christopher Mellon. You bet your ass the first people that are going to start getting dollars when these budgets start getting approved is going to be Americans for Safe Aerospace because they're going to have an independent body of people that could give you a fair assessment of what this is. We're not going to hide or lie to you. Um, and that it's going to be awesome. It's going to be just a bunch of bullshit um nuance gr blurry bullshit for 10 years uh, to a point where people eventually just go what the fuck is this just like they did with OSAP, and they shut it down immediately and then you know what nobody gets to talk about this for the next 100 years because now everybody knows for sure again that this is bullshit um dude it's i i uh, name me any other motivation outside of that and i don't think it it totally makes sense. This one to me makes sense at all levels because again, you've already got these guys in the ears of senators and lawmakers that are sit on these committees and influence these laws. So I'm going to speak about something that I do know about, and that's the UK's greedy motherfuckers that are in charge of this fucking country. Okay. So how come we, how come those greedy motherfuckers are not a part of this? Our country don't give a shit. I think because there's so many pigs at the trough, this is just one. This is no, just one. Surely, surely that's the grift. That's yeah. the grift. And you're asking why aren't there more people our, in that our, grift? Our country is full of yeah. corrupt motherfuckers that run that run it. You know, right. I don't. I, I've I've forgotten who's in charge of it because yeah. you know every two minutes we've got somebody new because somebody quits the yeah. job. You know, but you're you're saying that this is essentially this 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 is the people in charge that that are, are the power of your country that that are supposed to protect your country taking advantage of it. So why they're not doing it in my country? Uh, because this is this is just one game at a huge trough. There's so many other ways to rip off the government in a similar way. I think Lockheed Martin does it all the time. I think Raytheon does it all the time. I think Boeing and all of these military contractors rip us off all the time. They charge us a premium price. They build the, the really cool toy, and then they turn around and charge us premium dollars for it. Um, it's, 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 it's a racket. It's a racket. And these guys have just figured out a way to start a new racket within the, and, and make it legal. That's all they're doing. They're legalizing their racket. Have you ever seen this photograph? Go on, Dave. Sorry. I was I say, so you say they're expanding the military industrial complex under the guise of 
UFOs and aerial phenomenon to increase the budget. They don't need UFOs in the phenomenon to, to no. expand the military industrial complex. That happens every year without no. with or without UFOs. I think no. they know that. Okay, mm-hmm. basically they're going, hey, this guy's spending a hundred bucks every day. Okay, let's say mm-hmm. this is break this down to the simplest of terms. But he never counts the change when we when he buys stuff at the counter. He just takes it and goes. Sometimes he doesn't even take the change. Mm-hmm. What if we just took 50 cents every time he came in the store? In no, a I'm, year, I'm we all well, have yeah. a lot of money, you know, and like that's I, that's that's what's going on. And I think the, the machine is so big. And the reason why nobody is going, hey, what's going on is because the public is genuinely curious about this. Ge- they genuinely want an answer because mm-hmm. the information is so bad. And so I, I think here's what's also going to happen in this process as well, is the government is going to, again, they've already got the arrow office. They're already paying these people. There's budgets being spent. They're going to get Title 50 authority, which means the office will get a little bigger, at least for a time being. Mm-hmm. They're going to study both from NASA and from the arrow aspect, and they're going to come with a conclusion for Congress in five years when they genuinely, scientifically look at it. They put it on the murder board. They they rule out every single thing, and they're going to come to Congress, and they're going to say, okay, here's our definitive and final report on UFOs and UAP, and they're going to give a whole bunch of things and scientific reasons as to why it's not alien and it's prosaic. And a lot of these things are new tech, new drones, um, space garbage, a misunderstanding, um, all of the things other than what the community is dying to get from that report. They're going, people are going to hate it. The UFO community is going to fucking say it's all bullshit. They're going to scream at the top of their lungs and say they're lying. They're holding back information. And then that's when this new grift kicks in and these independent contractors come in and start figuring it out, the answer for them. And then that goes on for another 10 or 15 years. And then eventually a, 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 a president or a politician or a speaker of house is going to say, okay, enough. Why are we spending money on all of these independent contractors looking for UFOs? And in 15 years, we haven't found anything. And then they're going to kill the program. And by then, who cares? Who cares if you got a whole community of pissed off people? Nobody's going to care at that point. Because then at that point, I think most of the world will go, okay, this is bullshit. um, And move on with the rest of their lives. But it'll be, yeah. And and that's why I always, you know, think about what Lou Elizondo said, man. Like, disclosure (laughs) is not a, a, you know. It's not a day. It's a process. Like they always have laid out the groundwork for, hey, this could take 15 years. This could take 20 years. Mm. They've said that multiple times on every one of them have said that. Um, even Ross Coldhart has said things like, you know, the Tic Tac, maybe it was ours. You know, like he's said things like that. So they're just they're covering their ass while also telling sensational stories. It's like they're lying and telling the truth at the exact same time. And he, he even I, it might sound crazy ass. now, but I think I think in 15 years, when this is all said and done and this dust settles, I think conversations like this are going to age like a very fine wine. But you've seen them. You've seen it. 
you've seen something. I I was thirteen. I was thirteen, Ollie. I'm not. That's not proof. My experience is not proof, and I'm never gonna put that on the fucking table as such. No, but you. you I need but, more than that. But, I need okay, more than but, that. Okay, but your story. Yeah. To me, to me, about the big yellow thing. Yeah. That you and a bunch of your neighbors or the party that you were at mm-hmm. all witnessed. I haven't talked to How can I put this? How can I put this? I don't think, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, I don't think you're a liar. Mm. I think you've been let down. But I think what you, I, I don't buy what you're saying with memory. I don't. I, I, I don't. Look, I, 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 I don't buy the what because the, Ollie, I'm not saying it wasn't a diamond in the rough. What I saw, maybe it was something extraordinary. Maybe it was something from another planet. Maybe, but I have no proof of that. And when you have this conversation, you cannot bring that to the conversation. I'm not. It's a data point. It shouldn't be ignored. (laughs) I will never forget it. Forget it. But I also know that the mathematical probability of that being a plasma ball is a lot better or a lot higher. I wouldn't say better but it's a lot higher than that being an alien craft. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to rely on a 32-year-old memory to determine what the truth is when we're having this conversation. And that's all we're looking for. And if it turns out that that craft was alien and this process proves that, fucking awesome man then i was wrong and i'll eat all the crow in the world and i'll i'll do the apology tour for years just like i've been doing the confession tour now for almost a year like i've got no problem with being wrong on this at all but until you could put something on the table that could take my experience and prove to everyone else that i was right about that then it means nothing it means nothing, unfortunately. As much as I hate to say it, it means nothing. And it doesn't count. <laughs> like, it doesn't count. And neither does David Fravers, and neither does anybody else's in this room. We need more than that. We have to have it. We have to have it. At this point, it's like enough of the stories, enough of the anecdotes, enough of what you saw, and I know you, and I trust you, and this and that. Enough trust me, bro. Like, we're past, trust me, bro. Like, you should take my story with the with the biggest grain of salt. It's a story. <laughs> it's one that affected me my whole life. It had a huge impact on me. But I'm, I don't know if that was alien, man. I don't know that. I don't know that. And neither does anybody else at that party. <laughs> You know, and I haven't spoken to any of those witnesses since that day, except for one. You should. I I understand. I should. You know. I know. I, I know. Like, you said that shit takes money. You, you, you know, like that, that. That was gonna be like I was gonna film that. Uh, you know, for the channel. But shit happened. You know, and I had to. I had to pivot. 
I had to pivot, man. Like I've got a lot of ideas like that. And, and I'm in talks with a very interesting production company and, and they like a lot of these ideas I'm pitching. So maybe one day I'll be able to do that. And hopefully I'm not too late. A lot of the adults are still around that were there that day. And I would love to talk to them because I'd really want everybody else's. If I could get 10 people to talk about this, that would be awesome. But, you know, it, it's, um, it's, I, that's why if I seem, I, I want an answer to that. I want an answer to that, but I'm also really, I, you're right in that I'm let down. I'm let down in a lot of my, cynicism is coming from that feeling of being let down and I've been let down big time, but not by the stories, but by the people, the people closest to these stories. <clears throat> so, you know, man, like as much as I appreciate like the support for that story and, and it's a cool story, but that's all it is. And we can't, none of us are allowed to use it as proof. Not even me. Have you ever seen this picture? What do you got? I think I have. I see. Uh, is that Linda Moulton Howe there in the middle and Stephen Greer with the beard? Yep. Next to and, Bob, and Big, Bigelow. Bob Bigelow. Bob yeah. Bigelow. Well, and, he yeah. tells you. And there's I, there's uh, what's his face from Ariel School Side, the Harvard. Um, I'm sure his name is on here. Where is he? John Mack. Um, this is like, this is what, like when I see and hear stuff like, you know, because every time I go to the best skeptics, like a Mick West, like, um, mm -hmm. or, or really good historians on this topic. When I go, well, what about, man, what about John Mack and the aerial school sighting? I get, well, you knew John, you know, John Mack was all of his work was sponsored by Bigelow. <laughs> all of his work was sponsored by Bigelow and paid for by Bigelow. That's oh, how yeah, he I'm was able to bones. No, no one is Stu. Thanks, guys. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? Who's the guy next to the in the um, the horse and the the Indian um, Lawrence Rockefeller um, is wow. second, second mm -hmm. in from the right. Yeah, and this is taken at JY Ranch in Wyoming, which is the Rockefeller oh, wow. right, private estate Chesler. within the Grand Tetons. Ciao. See you, buddy. It yeah. can only be reached by Jeez, helicopter. You. It's a thousand acre private reserve within the Grand Tetons that they did before. I mean, they've been I there was, since I, the founding I, of the country. I was not aware of this until Stu sent me this today. It, like, he dug this out and yeah. it's I, I find it quite amazing that these people and and yeah, it's a lot of conspiracy there. And I, I understand that. I, I know you're not a conspiracy guy, Lou. Not anymore. Yeah. Um yeah. but these no, are fucking, not, I mean conspiracies. These are, real. these are fucking powerful people that have uh I see one powerful person. <laughs> um yes. the, the what what's his name, Dave? Lawrence really? Rockefeller. Yeah. I mean, so 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 Steve, Stephen Greer has dropped those names for a long time now. I actually didn't. I I just thought he was dropping names. I'll be honest with you. I'll put my hands up and thought 
the guy was just talking shit. He's dropping names. But mm-hmm. he's there with Linda Morton Howe, with Bigelow. Um, of, uh, it looks like Bigelow and, and Linda are quite close um, mm-hmm. there. And I'm just like, are we being played? Are we being played no, for a I, long I, time? No, I think that even rich people fall for fairy tales. So you think this was those these people presenting to the Rockefellers? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're having a UFO conversation at a getaway camp. You've obviously not watched the documentaries that I've watched. Which ones? I don't know if I can say it on YouTube, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I probably have. I mean, I, I mean, what are you getting at with that photo? Are you saying that so they're they're reading one of the most powerful powerful people right so why would he sit down with a bunch of kooks and i would even give a shit i think rich people are fucking weird rich people are fucking weird and they're usually really bored and if you had all the money in the fucking world and you can fly people out in private jets to fucking give you presentations on something you're curious about, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Cheers, you know what I mean? Welcome. Like, look how weird, look how weird Epstein was and all of the weird rich guys around him. Yeah, but that wasn't for information. That was a blackmail operation. Cameras. I mean... I yeah. think having private meetings with powerful people on remote islands is there's all sorts of room for nefarious shit to happen in in situations like that, you know. So, but that doesn't, but that also doesn't mean that they were doing anything nefarious at all. They could have just been whatever there to meet network, you know. Not everybody that went to that island, I think, was a a bad person. Um, what if you're wrong? Maybe I am, but you're better. Again, you better have some proof if you're going to make. I've got, I've got, claim. I've got no proof. I've literally yeah. just seen this today. Yeah. I've literally just seen this today. I mean, I could I've be hit. wrong. You know, I could be wrong, but I mean, Bigelow turned out to be a real fucking weirdo. And if you've heard some of the stories that I've heard about Bigelow these days, nobody can find him. He's running around. Nobody can find him right now, and he has a little bit of an addiction to ladies of the night. We'll say. Um, he's a wild man. Like, I mean, we've heard stories of him and Bigelow or him and Lazar and Nap partying in Vegas. Uh, fucking Corbell was running a brothel. Like all of these guys are weird sexual deviants on some level. Like, especially the rich guy, like the Rockefellers and, you know, look at Army Hammer, the Hammer family. Like, like there's rich people are fucking crazy just because they're rich doesn't mean they're smarter than you doesn't make them better than you or have more knowledge than you they're just i I absolutely agree with that my only problem when it comes to the rockefellers is they literally literally they're not just rich people yeah they're ungodly wealth people who buy senators like i buy a pack of gum yeah yeah. Like if they wanted information, they'd just go to the government and get it. And some senator in a back room for $75,000 will give him a view of anything he can get with his clearance on his committee. 
And so what does that tell you that he's bringing Linda Moulton house, Stephen Greer and Bob Bigelow and John Mack to his fucking ranch. That means that the answers he got from the most powerful no. people weren't Maybe. good enough or they're they sexually adventurous. So, or maybe they're sexually adventurous or and, and i think i think when he goes what do you mean you can't give me the answers or that is the answer when he maybe. reaches that wall with the most powerful family uh, uh, you know person on the planet and trust me when i tell you he's gonna hit a wall because there's nothing there and i think that's unsatisfactory to him so what does he do then he calls all of the people that he's listened to on this topic and 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 ask them questions and i'm sure they all gave him answers that were probably satisfactory to him and at least gave him some some kind of i think comfort of his belief system like just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean you're susceptible you're not susceptible to a belief system no um, they're just people you know they're just people dude and so i think i i now if you had given me a picture with a couple of presidents, heads of state, and a Stephen Greer, then I'd be like, okay, that's a little weird. That one's a little harder to explain. Was he not still an ER doctor back then? In 19, I believe 1993, was he? I mean, the doctors that I've heard explain his job, like the real doctors have all made it a joke. Like he wasn't like a doctor. Um. You know, I, and and he was doing that job, I think, for less than five years. I mean, I was a sales a, a cell phone salesman for six years in my early twenties. Does that make me a you know a, a oh, me, cell me tower too. expert? You know me what I too, mean? Interestingly like, enough, that yeah. is weird. It was a good job yeah. back in the day. It was. They, I worked they, for Radio Shack back in the day. Yeah, they yeah but well. you got some decent commission, yeah. Uh, right before they found out the uh, CEO had never actually been to business school <laughs> or college, and he beat his wife and had seven DUIs. But damn, could he run a company? Again, rich people are weird. Rich people are weird, man. You know, like, but, like, I, that, that photo, like, that doesn't impress me at all. Well, it wasn't meant to impress you. I was asking the yeah. question because I literally, I, I literally <laughs> yeah. saw that that photograph today, and I, yeah. and I, I'm not impressed by it. But what I am by it is I'm freaked out by it. Because... It shouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. I don't always mean like imp- I don't want to piss on it, but I'm just saying like it should it should impress you. It should impress you. If anything, it sh- you should be like, oh, billionaires are dummies too. Like that's what I see when I see that photo. I think if I was holding on to a belief system. I'd be way more impressed with that photo. I mean, I see what you're saying. I, I do, but I, I do think there's a, I, I think there's a bigger picture in this I, than, than just fucking money. And that, and that's not me. What, what that is, is the... not, I don't know. Luke. I, mean... I, I have no idea. I have no idea what I wish. I would. I know I know what Lee would say if he was here because Lee's like balls deep in this, but mm. it, it it's it seems like they're wanting us to, to to go down a certain path. Like and it doesn't just seem about the money. Because it doesn't seem to be enough fucking money well, in it. I, I, I think there's also you, you, if you show well, me look, if you, when, if you when, show me a trail of the money and you yeah. show me proof that that's the money they get, 
that because we're all you're about proof i'm about proof okay mm-hmm. show me the money trail that's what that's what i'm ta- talking about if you show me the money trail and i can see that they're making x amount of fucking dollars pounds whatever mm-hmm. Go then, see how many go, go see how many books they sold. How, what their TV deals look like. That's small um, fucking money it, dude, when it comes to small money, man. Well, to Rockefellers, yes, but I mean Rock. Uh, but there's no money. I would love to see the money line from Rockefeller to Disclosure. Show it to me. You know, like I'd love to uncover that. I don't think there is one because there's not. Um. Even yeah, if man. there was, even if there was, wouldn't it be harder to find? Because wouldn't surely Rockefeller would be smart enough to set up dummy corporations and offshore things that you know would not be traced back to them, anyways, unless you dig and digged and digged and digged. But and by what, the time you're we, digging, they're going to realize you're digging. But what are we saying Rockefeller is doing with these dummy offshore accounts? Like, what what is he hiding? What is no, he, no, I'm no, he's not I'm saying just, he is. He's saying if he was accepting money, they would. They wouldn't just oh, take it. Oh, their no, no, I don't think Rockefeller. No, no, I don't yeah. think I'm not talking about Rockefeller. Like, I'm talking about Greer. I'm talking about Elizondo. Oh. I'm talking about Fravor. I'm talking about the people that were on that board, Christopher mm-hmm. Mellon. I think an extra six million dollars being a, a consultant for a company looking into one of the America's national security issue. Yeah, I don't think anybody would say no to that. You know, Man, and I'll be a con- I'll be a consultant for one million if anybody's listening. Fuck yeah, I take mean, me cheap, well, man. Yeah, now I'll, I'll, I'll look at this guy. Me, man. You know, and well, look. Here's the thing, too, right? Is I think there's going to be a couple of positive things that the government is going to be able to say when they spend all this money and do all of this research. They're going to be able to turn around and come out to the public with either Susan Goff or somebody like that from the Arrow Office, and they're going to say, "Okay, look." Here's the budget. Here's the scientists that look at it. Here's the cases we reviewed. Here's the conclusions we came up with. And after looking at it for 10 to 15 years, we can definitively say 100% that we are not being visited by alien craft. Also, we can say, and this is great, that we are now and we have also secured airspace that we were not monitoring before and our enemies were taking advantage of that airspace by creating balloons and drones with listening devices and spy devices to look at our most sensitive military areas. And they were making them weird on purpose because they knew that the stigma was so deep that nobody would report it. So we now have fixed that issue and we've destigmatized the, 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 the conversation with good facts, with facts, with scientific facts. Now we can tell all of our service members, hey, guys, none of these are aliens. Report them when you see them because some shit's going down. And I think that is a huge, even if they spent $100 billion and they fixed all of those issues, I think the government can can say, look, we were honest with you. This is a this is a moment that we were honest with you. And and we we get and and if they show, especially if they show all the research and all the videos and all the things that they looked at that don't reveal sources and methods, I think I think game over, man. That's it. It's going to be conversation over. And by again, by that time, 
the money had, has already been spent. So nobody's going to care that Americans for Safe Aerospace got a, you know, $200 million contract to look at this part of the sky. And here's the equipment they bought. And here's what their members got paid out. And yada, 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 yada. You know, if everybody gets a three or $400,000 a year job where they are not really doing shit, you know, other than maybe a public meeting or some sort of congressional thing where they got to give a progress report. That's a lot of money over 15 years, you know, like that's a few extra million dollars that you didn't have to do any actual hard work. Who do you think gave Ross Coulthard uh, Grush? Grush has been around for a while. Grush is an Eric Davis disciple. Um, Grush, is, Grush was at the same conference that Squid was at last year, the SCU conference. Oh, was conference. he? Right. Yeah. You know, so... Was, this he, guy's, was, he, was, he, was he talking about it then? I he... don't know. I wasn't there. I But, I mean, you would think... I know he's friends with Elizondo. I know that they did a four-hour... Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. These are the guys. Yes, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it it's a big. It should be a big. Um. Eye opener mm-hmm. that every single major news outlet passed on that guy. Do you know that 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 that, um, that is the partner fucking company to KLS? Uh, the the News Nation. Uh, yeah, yeah. They also own Breaking Points. They own a bunch of fake progressive right. Like I I like to call diet diet right wing. <laughs> it's a diet right wing party, um, kind of like Diet Coke. It's not quite the real thing, but it well, almost tastes the same. See, see, see the left, the, the left, the white, the left, the right thing. I don't care about. I'm, I'm neither. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, just a, I'm just I'm, saying. I'm a that's man in the middle. Those, I don't care. Those, both are corrupt. But, both, both sides but are absolutely corrupt. Agreed, a hundred percent. But there's only one side really paying attention to this story and making it a really big deal, and that tends to lean really right and there's a few left um you know leaning politicians that are talking about this but mostly this is a you know and and when i speak to my my actual journalist friends that i've spoken to this with they've said um well the the reason why they think ufos is a big right-wing agenda thing or not it's not even big it's like maybe number it's in the top 10 of agenda but the reason why Republicans tend to gravitate toward it is because it's a national security issue. So they could get more money for military spending. It's um, a trust issue. They could always look at the government and say they're liars. Look at them. They lie all the time. And they can do that with UFOs and UAP because the government has lied and has kept things secret and has done some shenanigans when it comes to that discussion. Um and uh, I forgot the third thing, but I think you you get my point here. Like, I get your point. You know, it, it's there's there's never trust a politician. Never trust the politician. But but it is strange that you know, like that one party in particular is really really pushing for this. And you know, it's a bipartisan issue. But the NDAA always is a bipartisan issue. 
But wasn't the left wasn't the left pushing for this when you had Tom DeLong um and you had that fucking stupid documentary, what was it called with uh, Lou and Tom uh was it unidentified? Yeah, the, the TV show. Okay, yeah, and you had like a, yeah, a well, five, it was a five, uh, you had a five second interview with John Podesta. Yeah. Yeah. It, it almost no, you had, seemed, you had it Podesta, almost, you had Clinton. Do you, do you not feel that they felt that it was going to go a certain way and it would have gone to Hillary? And if it had done, there would have been a definitely a different way of pushing this thing across? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. But I don't think uh, I don't think the playbook would have been that much different. Um, you 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 got on that interview a five second interview with John Podesta that I guarantee mm-hmm. was about at least thirty minutes, at least at the very least. You would think, yeah. You would it think was five, that the it interview was five. Was it, was, it was about. I mean, it's five a, seconds, it's, said five the, words. It's a, I'm trying to remember his appearance on Unidentified because you, you won't. Yeah, no, it must have been really short, but I'm trying to remember how they shot it. Was it like a Zoom call or w- was it something where production? Okay, if it was in a room with a real camera, then yes, there had to have been much a much longer interview. But I think guys like John Podesta probably um, had only sign on to those things with you know uh, a green light to get final approval of what they use in the final cut and whether or not he wants it in there wouldn't shock me you know so you know maybe he doesn't want to be in there a lot because i don't know maybe it would who cares like who cares at this point like i don't i don't i don't care what side like both sides are like you said corrupt but um you know, I mean, even yesterday, like Chuck Schumer is the one who just put out this new legislation where they have to give up the information in 300 days slash 15 years. But, you know, that'll be something I think I talk about tomorrow with Rather. But uh, oh, what you, what you got yeah. coming up tomorrow with Rather? Yeah, yeah, we're doing a show tomorrow. Elaborate on that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're just, you know, we're going to do our monthly show. We he was in. uh he was back home for the Fourth of July, so we couldn't do our show on the first Tuesday of the month. Um, but yeah, we haven't we haven't spoken since uh, since his name got um, doxed by uh, good old Love and Light Dan Zetterstrom. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we're going to talk about that. You, that because because they're pissed off that they've got nothing else on us. They wish they had an arrest record for either one of us. They wish, man. Like, if either one of us had gotten in trouble as a kid, that's what they would do. That's what they would use. And so now instead, they just make shit up. And when they get, when we make really good points, they get really angry. And that's them lashing out. That's the only thing they got is to dox his information. That shows you how good their argument is. When they can't fucking argue with facts, they've got to dox you. That's not cool. No, it's not cool. No. So we're going to talk about it tomorrow because we haven't spoken about it yet. And a bunch of other stuff. There's a lot of stuff we him and I got to talk about. But that's going to be the big one is is talking about 
why Dan Zetterstrom from that UFO podcast felt it necessary to reveal the name of someone that a lot of people don't like simply because of his opinions on UFO. And he, he uh, docks that to his 20,000 followers, you know, and, and now he's, he's weaponized his 20,000 followers to harass, threaten, and try to intimidate rather. And um, yeah, it's fucking gross. Happy birthday, Lee. Hey, Lee, Jeez, is man. it your birthday? Yeah, it was yesterday. I've just been out for it. But uh, Happy we sat, I, I was sat with some friends in the living room watching the show and uh, mm. I, had to, I had to jump in. Yeah. You were, talk, you were talking about my favorite thing. What's that? The, the, the Podestas and Clinton. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, their, but their connection to this whole thing, like, mm-hmm. especially when, like, when you look at obviously stuff we can't talk about on the YouTube. Like yeah. Podesta's artwork and stuff like that, or the Podesta, uh, Tony Podesta's artwork, yeah. um, the unfortunate connections that they that they seem to have. Does that not like taint the whole like disclosure project for you? Oh, so, so process. It I definitely doesn't help it. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I, I, there's other reasons why it could tank. I mean, look, somebody at I think it was actually Jay from Project Unity had posted a picture. Uh, of a piece of art that was in Epstein's, um, I retweeted that. Yeah, collection. Okay, where with him, you know, and the blocks and the the, the towers on as blocks on the floor with him holding airplanes, All, sort of intimating. Had, yeah, yeah. Also had a picture of Bill Clinton in a dress as well in his artwork. <laughs> Interesting. His and and I I think actually it was Jay Christopher King who had made this point, and I was like, I fucking hate that guy, but that's a great point. Um, and that was, you know, hanging a picture like that in your office can really do all the work for you when you're trying to use someone Yeah. or, or, you know what I mean? Like let their imagination do the work as to what that, that picture means and why it's hanging in my office, you know, Mm -hmm. like that that kind of painting already does half of the conspiratorial thing for dick you. Move. It's yeah. a big dick move. It's a huge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how big of a dick do you have if you can't get real women to have sex with you and you have to solicit little girls? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. To be fair, that just might be what he's into. <laughs> <laughs> And we, we have to accept it. maybe, but we have but to usually, usually, we have to usually, usually with guys yeah. with meat that hangs that strongly, they're pretty fucking confident in everything they do, mm-hmm. and they don't have to send another woman to go recruit little girls. Look, man, if you, you know what if I mean, like if you're running, if you're in an operation which is yeah. getting taken the great and the good of the mm-hmm. of the world of the, the world's like political class and scientific class. Uh, yeah, and you know it's it it takes some fucking confidence to to, to be involved in that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, we need to yep. skirt we need to skirt around it a little bit because we're on YouTube. But yeah, yeah, mm. I, I'm not that drunk, Ollie. Don't worry. No, I know you're not. <laughs> advice for Lou because I was listening to the show and you said I wish I could say this shit on here, YouTube. Yeah. Go on, rock for me. Oh well, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I meant that, but like. um yeah, I, I just, you know, like, I don't know, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I, if I had to put my money on it, I would put no. Um, 
but you know, hey, what do I know? <laughs> Lee, so I, I, I was I was saying to Lou, um, because I would I would say somebody who's had a, a show that has had so many characters on it within the UFO community. Mm-hmm. To, to terminate the entire show. But for somebody who's had an experience that he can't explain, but yet he blames it on memory, uh, you also have had a very strange UFO experience that you can't explain. Yeah, I've had a strange experience with Dave in his garden with night vision goggles. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... There was a nine iron, a penguin, and a lot of lube involved. So let's just yes. not bring that up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the penguin was stuffed. Jeez, I'm not a monster. All right, all right. Yeah. Oh, as we dig, as we dig with these, the details always matter. I, I was saying that I, I feel that he's turned, like from, he's gone from one end of the spectrum to the other. To just absolutely fuck off, it's not real. And, and that, I I also feel is part of what they do. And it broke. It, I feel like it broke you. So I, that that's a question for Lee that I want mm. to elaborate with yourself because he's, he's come on. And he's obviously wanting to ask you some questions. No, I just came in to join in, but okay. <laughs> well, I will say, I had you're right in that description, except I want to be wrong. I and I also leave the point zero 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 one percent chance that hey, maybe this is happening. And I've said before, if this is happening, if we are being visited, and those. All of those stories and all of those eyewitness testimony and all of that stuff, for the most part, is right when it comes to witnessing it. I don't think the United States military has caught it. I don't think any of them have crashed, if they're even technology. I don't think they've reverse engineered it. I don't think that um, they've dissected it. I don't think they have any piece of it at all in a lab, whether it be biological or technological. I think at the very best, they've observed it and they've observed it for a very long time. And I think that observation over a very long time maybe has given them some answers and some clues as to maybe how this stuff works. I think maybe it has inspired us. And because I think if the United States military is looking at a phenomenon like that, I think the first thing the United States military says to itself is, okay, how does that work? And can we re reproduce it? And I think I will put nothing past the, the, uh, the power of human ingenuity. I think human ingenuity is, it got us on the moon. It put computers in oh, all of our pockets. Yeah, all right. Don't start, Lee. They put computers <laughs> in all of our pockets. You know what I, I mean? We're able to have we're, we're we're able to have a conversation like this. Um, yeah. you know, I think I think things like science fiction, Star Trek, for example, 
that inspired a lot of shit that inspired a lot of new thinking and a lot of innovation and a lot of the things that happened in star trek or that were theorized or written about as a science fiction plot in star trek a lot of those things have become reality in a lot of ways and so it's time to change the background maybe oh there you go there you go (laughs) um so you know like (laughs) i i think if it's happening, we've observed it at best, and that observation has led to inspiration, and that inspiration has led to innovation, and that innovation is being covered with the story of UFOs, with the idea, with the lore of UFOs. And I think that gives them all the space in the world to operate these things wherever they want, because people will always point to the sky and go, alien, instead of U.S. Navy. And that's exactly what they want. So, well, you know, but that, so that's that, how, that's that what I would an say. Extreme way of doing it, like that seems because what I'm confused with right now, because I agree mm. with everything you just said. Like, I, I mm. don't think, I don't think there's crashed flying saucers in someone's garage. I don't think we're cutting them up on tables. Um, but I think there's there has to be some other reason why all of a sudden, um, they want my mum and dad to think that aliens are real. Because I think, and I was explaining earlier, part of the reason why they're going to start asking for contracts and looking into this, I think when in in classified settings, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to, I think they want to bring a couple of things, the attention to the drone issue, the attention to the spy balloon issue, and they also want to make things safer for every single one of their pilots that are operating in that fly zone. And I also think they want to make everybody aware of the problem without looking stupid. And so I think this is a way to do it. This is a way to have the conversation. It's a way to approve budgets because if you tell people, Hey, we think there might be aliens there. Can we have some money to look at it is a lot better than, Hey, we kind of stigmatize this topic so much that our enemies have taken advantage of an airspace and making shit look weird on purpose. Could we have some money? But you know what I mean? Like bad for the cold war. Hmm? It didn't do so bad for the cold war. No, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, it, the, the amount of money that was put into those sort of projects during the cold war. I'm not to saying me, look, that's what would happen. They, but maybe, for some reason they want us to believe that we're being visited by, extraterrestrials i think i, we're I, gonna, I just i, I, I just think the reason why be i think the reason why is because they're i th- personally i believe we've had a big breakthrough tech wise somewhere mm-hmm. and i think they're starting to test is. i think they're starting to test this thing and i think i think there's a couple of reasons why they want it because they want everybody used to the idea but they want people yelling alien and ufos before they yell military um i could yeah i could take that i can yeah and i i think that's i think that's a fucking great reason man because look jeremy mcgowan told me this and i think i said this on this show like what was the nuclear bomb other than a really big bomb it was a message to the rest of the world game over the united states is here we're in charge game over and for the last 70 80 years since that bomb has gone off there has not been a message like that from the United States. And in a lot of ways, the rest of the world has caught up. Mm. And so how do you show the rest of the world that you're still in charge? Fly some of this shit in certain places 
and get people, the public yelling UFO, alien. But behind the scenes, the real intelligence that the Kremlin and China is getting is, oh, shit. It's theirs. But, but wouldn't the best thing you could do in that case then was not to, excuse me, mm-hmm. not to do it in your own airspace. Like, but if you've got the type of craft that can invade adversaries' airspace with impunity, go mm-hmm. in, zip out, and come back, you just do that. Because that would be, and because then everybody would know exactly who that was. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. You'd be doing the same thing. You'd be doing the same thing that was what's happening in the U.S. As in, like, say, a Tic Tac or whatever it is. It would be. Well, a, but you're saying dropping a bomb. No, right? no. What you're I'm saying, saying is, you would just have something with the capabilities mm-hmm. of a Tic Tac would yep. turn up in Beijing airspace and then right. float about and then fuck off. Right. Leave up to them to work out whose it is. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I think it's I think especially with the tensions that you have with a country like China, I think I think it's a strong message, just like the nuclear bomb game over, boys. And this is ch- checkmate. Forget about game over. This is checkmate like this. This is a non-discussion. And I think I think um, it's also it's also you know, a, um, a great way to get other countries to, if, even if you want them, and I think what you're saying, Lee is all very real possibility because I think if China goes, Oh shit, what was that? Was that the Americans? I don't know. Our intelligence says, yes. Okay. Shit. We need one of those. And now they're directing billions and billions and billions of dollars of their budget to a technology that they're not going to figure out for God knows how long, which means, You've got them now, but you've got their attention on things that they're wasting their time on. And so that mm-hmm. leaves them vulnerable other places, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, basically a, a way to get them put information out there to get them to devote their resources to that. So they're not building the next aircraft carrier or the next satellite disruption system or the next whatever. They're, they're focusing all their attention on catching up with the Joneses, so to speak. It always feels like they're catching up with the Jones. Yeah. That's that's the thing with the ufology. I think everybody's trying to catch up with the fucking Jones. Well, I mean... Not me. You know, I'm trying to be the Jones. I know, no, no, I'm trying to be the Jones, your, right? You're different, man. I want, I want people trying to catch up to me, man. Um, you, got it. you got it, brother. <laughs> you, you, you're pointing the channel back. After after the absolute fucking the nuke that you dropped on it, you're pulling yeah. it back. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's still in a nosedive, but yeah, we're we're, we're not. It's a That's because you're dive. telling everybody it's not real. Yeah, I know. It's not as sexy. It's not fun. It's 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 not as fun, dude. But the difference, you know? the problem is, you're telling people it's not real, and you're telling people it's fact that's not real. And yeah. the thing is you've you can't be that confident you can't be 100 percent confident sure i can why can't i be there's no proof no no but there's no proof it's not let's say so i mean you, you can go, right, you can go right. well, hold on a second without the claim why do i need that proof if you're gonna make the claim if, if no, you're gonna have extraordinary a claims need extraordinary evidence the claim, yeah. right like and so for a while i bought that claim I subscribed to that claim. I was a prophet of that claim in a lot of ways. 
But absence, then, of, absence of evidence isn't evidence of absence. But I got a little bit more than absence of evidence and evidence of absence. I I got a front row seat to how the sausage was made. Oh, yeah. No, you had the you guys. Know? Don't like, get me wrong. I, 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 I respect that you had the guys. And I also have an experience. And I also have an experience, right? Exactly. I got, I, I got exactly. it all. Exactly. I got you have, all of you it. You have an experience. I got all of it. That you are blaming on memory. That I you, am but, not blaming but, anything. I'm not blaming are, anything. Okay. I'm just saying it's not. I'm just not using it. I'm not blaming it. You, you I'm not discrediting it but, it. but I think that you still think about that. And I think all the time. You, and I think you you still struggle with it. Yes. So, so, yeah. so, so, yes. so, 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 it can't just, be all bullshit. Ollie, Ollie, just because I struggle with it doesn't make it what I am struggling with or what my belief system thinks it is. Right? Like, but you're talking to four guys here. I don't know about Hidden. I don't know if Hidden's had an experience. I know he's put loads of footage on his channel, but you're talking to four guys who have had weird shit. We've had paranormal discussions about stuff that's gone. We've even, like, Dave took us out when we went to the States a few months ago. Hey, uh, man, that ago. was just a one-time Boy Scouts. We don't have to bring that up on this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, like, he doesn't even, right. we, we've even Anything on this show. Let that go. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. Uh, Ollie was, uh, Ollie move on, man. Ollie. Ollie. Go fucking start. Uh, Dave put his hands up. He was stood behind Ollie, and Ollie could still feel his finger in his bum. Like his mind was blown. <laughs> I'm a magician. <laughs> oh my god! No, but Funny. we we've looked at the paranormal as well yeah. as as UFOs. We've all seen UFOs. I don't know if you've seen UFOs hidden yourself, or I've had two where I can sit there and say, "Yeah, that was genuine. Something, something." To my opinion, shouldn't have been there. My the do you want me to tell you or because I, I didn't have them like when I was young. I mean, I've had them. Mm. I, I I think a sighting when you have a sighting, it really sticks with you. Mm. And I, I mean, the the one that I really always think about that was mind blowing was the absence of the object. I was. I was with two other people. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was with two other people. So, and they both saw what I was looking at because I noticed it first, but I noticed the circular shadow. And now I'm on top of a hill. So I'm looking down a valley, a clear summer's day, not a cloud in the sky. All right. And I'm noticing these circular objects. And I couldn't tell you how big they were in diameter, but they were big. And they were moving across just the shadow was just moving across the ground. Now, I saw one go past, and then I noticed another one, and this is when I started looking in the sky. And it was nothing there that could be giving the shadow off. You know, no tall buildings, nothing around, nothing in the air. And what was even weirder, now, I, I always have a crappy phone. I don't have the newest phones. I never do because it does what it does. So I pulled out my phone. <laughs> Well, and plus, plus all I need a phone for is to answer calls and send texts. Other than that, I don't need. So I went to pull out my phone to record what I was seeing. My phone wouldn't work. Now, I, I could have put that down to the phone being crap. But then the person next to me pulled out his phone, and his phone was much more better than mine. Uh -huh. And he turned to me and he said, this has never happened before. 
His phone wouldn't work. We couldn't film it. That and that to me always stood out in my head. That would mm-hmm. always say that I would always say that to me that something was there. I don't, you know, if you want to use the word cloak, but it was something that was invisible, but they couldn't get over the shadow. Because the shadow was there, it was perfectly round, as like say, like a plate. I don't want to use the word saucer because I couldn't see the object that was cast in it. But the direction. The first time I've heard that, Hidden. No, well, seriously, I've seen that. That's what I've seen with my own eyes. And there was no object in the sky. And I'm talking, there's no clouds, there's nothing. And. I, I, I could make out because it looked like it would have been coming straight down because it was a perfect circle. There wasn't nothing to it. But I crossed the road. I looked. Even even some person from across the road was asking me, what am I looking at? And I was pointing, saying, can't you see that on the ground? So that was How long my, ago was that? Oh, God. I'm probably going to have to go back and say an easy 15 years ago. I mean, it couldn't have been that good of a cell phone camera 15 years ago. <laughs> I say, yeah, I used to sell them. But you know what I'm saying? They did have a camera. If I remember, they were terrible. I, yeah, mine had a camera. Mine had a camera. Yeah. But even yeah. if I had – see, this is this is the point. This is my point with this. I will never really go into any – because I didn't have a picture. I didn't yeah. have video. So in the world's eyes – and this is the world I live in – there's oh. no evidence. Right. And then, like – like my second sighting was happened so quick that all I could say was "What the f is that?" Mm-hmm. And it was pretty I mean, much we, over. We've said "fuck" a lot on this channel. It's fine. And you, can say uh, you, you know me; I'm a good Christian, not really. But, <laughs> you, know, you know me. Sorry, I, I, I probably I probably dropped all of those f bombs. That was probably me. Um, oh, it's okay. Oh, he's a right cunt. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) You're not going to get monetized now. Here's going to be my thing, right? And and please, I'm not saying I don't believe you, right? Mm. And I think you said the very last thing you said is perfect, right? It's not like I don't have proof, right? And unfortunately, that's just what it is. But I will say the one thing that stuck out about that story was the cell phone part of it 15 years ago. You know, that was what was that? Two thousand three. Could have been my math right on that. I think that's when the first iPhone was out. Yeah, yeah. I don't bother with that. And 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 if it had a if it it was two thousand three, and again being a couple of guys that sold cell phones here, I think two thousand three was around the first time. Yeah, we got the iPhone, and before that, it was just flip phones with really crappy cameras. My point. My point. Right, right. But here's my point is that the way you told the story, it sounded like and correct me if I'm wrong here, boys, or if you took it a different way. But in my brain, that sounded a lot more recent than 2013. No, because, well, see, I got to I can easily go back and say, well, I wasn't with my partner. I haven't had my child yet. So. I know that it's easy. Fifteen years, yeah. easy. 15 no, so yeah, no, no, and and but I guess my point is, is that memory, memory, memory. No, but I can remember you know? it as if it yeah. was yesterday. This is what I'm trying to say. My memory ain't playing tricks on me. I remember what I saw. I I know exactly where it was that I saw this, and if I could get in touch with the two other people, they could turn around and say. But then we could say, well, look, they're your mates. 
This is, and we're all we're all banding together to tell the story without one piece of picture. Yeah. That, and that's that's the world I live in. So I shoot right. myself in my own foot by telling this story because I don't. But it's it's what I saw. Whether you choose to believe me or not, that's fair enough. I yeah, I don't no, know because I have no evidence. It's not so much belief. It's just and like I've told Ollie before, and you know, just I'll use my my memory as an example. And and here's just the facts about memory and how your brain accesses memory. I don't know um, if Redaden knows your story about okay. the big yellow thing in the sky. Well, it, it, it doesn't that it doesn't really matter what the story is. The point is, is that every time I remember that story, my brain is not accessing the original memory. It's accessing the last time I remembered it. So it changes every single time that you access that memory. So there's a professor. Hold on. Wait, I'll finish with this. There's a professor at the University of Delaware that conducted an experiment two days after 9-11. He had his class write every single thing that they remember about that day, where they were, who they were with, all the details. Four years later, when that class graduated, he had them do the same thing again. Almost every single one of them was different. Every single one. And so, and that's just four years. It's weird that All I'm saying is, well, because that is a memory that people will always claim. I'm never going to forget where I was that day. All of them did. Hmm. All of them did. Yeah, but the and what is- I'm telling you, what I'm telling you, and I swear I'll finish after this, is... That memory that you think you don't have wrong, I'm telling you 100% definitively, scientifically, factually, it's wrong. Parts of it are definitely right. The event for sure happened. There's a visceral emotion that's attached to it. I'm not saying it didn't happen. All I'm saying is that every time you access that memory, whether you You realize it or not, it's changing. It's changing. No, no, but what I'm trying, well, nothing has changed with my story. I told you exactly yeah. how. No, it was. he's not and saying that. He's, you, he's no, saying. no, no. I, I, I know what you're saying, but what if other people's memories are a lot different? You, they took a core group of people. They did a study. No, you can shake your head, but I'm telling you what they did. They took a core group of people. They did a study, and they're the the what they got the results of that study. They're equating it to everybody on the planet. Now, we know that certain people, their memories are different. They're savants that remember everything in detail. So mm-hmm. it's not right what you're saying. It isn't right. You you don't know how my mind works. And I'm telling what, you, what, I remember it exactly how it was. And I can remember that as if it was yesterday. Okay. But I can't remember where I was when Princess Diana died. I won't remember that. Right. But I was somewhere. I was in Spain. <laughs> As a kid, I can remember that. I saw it in the newspapers and I thought, what the hell's all this about? And I didn't understand it because I was very young. I was upset WWF Superstars wasn't on. Well, (laughs) I will say, I will say that when you have a car accident in the middle of a busy intersection and 50 people see it, you get 50 different stories. You get 50 different versions of the accident. One of them is going to be right, though. Uh, Sure. Yeah, one of them's we, be did, right. we did that same. We did that same test when we were at school. When, but, but do you remember that when they did the memory test at school? When somebody runs in and steals a purse, and then they asked you who who did that? Describe mm-hmm. us to it, and then yeah. everybody. Some people said he had a hat. Some say he didn't. 
Some even said it was a woman. Right. Right. I think you're kind of proving my point a little bit. No, I know. I know what you're saying, but there's always one who got it right. So it's not it's not a given. I know I'm, how I know how just, statistics works. I know how statistics work. All right. So I I know I know the game. Okay, but just because it's right doesn't mean it's alien. Oh, I didn't say it was alien. Right. I said I saw something. Right. That's right. That's, that's what I always I always saw something, yeah. but it was something to me that and I I think comprehend. I think we should get to the bottom of that. And I think I How? think there's no proof. Well, look at what's happening, right? You've got NASA and a group of independent scientists looking at it. And now you've got government dollars behind it. So people are looking at it. And also but places like really? SETI and, and astronomers have looked at it oh, for, yeah, I'll get them. for decades. For decades. I think I think a conversation that every believer or every eyewitness or every experiencer should listen to is the conversation that Neil deGrasse Tyson just had with Kurt Jaimungle and sort of what to do. It's not that these theories or that exploring these theories are is wrong. I think if you want to pursue those things and if you could get the budget to do it, absolutely go for it. Go for it. Cause clearly something, something's happening. Something. Everybody, yeah. everybody can't be wrong, but everybody can be misinterpreting it. Possibly. Oh, yeah. oh, that's, that's you know, it, it could be just like, I mean, just a few hundred years ago, earthquakes, nobody, people thought that was gods under the earth's crust, you know, getting mad at us. Mm -hmm. Like, and until we had science catch up to it, now we have an explanation as to what earthquakes are. And I think maybe this phenomenon falls under that kind of category where, without a doubt, I saw something. It happened for sure. I just don't know what the fuck it is. And I would love for somebody to get to a, an answer for me. So that way I could I can let it go. Finally, you know, I want that closure. I want that closure. But I think it's I think it's and I'm not going to say this without pointing the finger at myself first. I think you could fall into a dangerous way of thinking and a dangerous rabbit hole by taking that experience mm. and going full bore with it into whatever hole you dive into because sometimes you just don't get out of it and that that to me is a lot more damaging to personal relationships can become people's personalities it becomes yeah, person's man. identities yeah. yeah you know we're like you're at family dinner and this is the thing you're talking to the family about at christmas mm -hmm. and everybody's like everybody's like lou every fucking christmas with you stop it Okay, we get it. Okay, you saw something, yeah. Mike. You saw something. <laughs> Great. You know, but like, I think people, most people, you know, like, they're just like, dude, just show me when it's here. When you got something really good, then I'm here. I'm ready. And I think that's kind of where I've just gone back to my, in a way, my normal life, because I've been paying attention to a lot of the things that I stopped paying attention to, like my acting career, like my golfing like my personal health, like my mental health, all of that stuff started falling to the wayside when I was doing my show because I've went so deep 
that I started a political grassroots campaign to get to the bottom of it. I saw that. You know what I mean? the, big, the big phone home. The big phone home. You know, but you like, didn't have one. No, he um, said. I yes. <laughs> if I do another one, it will probably have nothing to do with UFOs. Right now, off. that would be good. Um, I think right now. <laughs> I think I think right now, I I I got a really. Uh, you know, California is in a very interesting place right now. We just had the writers strike. The actors went on strike. SAG went on strike yesterday. Um, I've been working in the gig economy to supplement my income. And I have noticed that uh, and it took me a while to figure this out. But as a as an Uber driver, they take 50 percent of the of, of the fare. So if you're if you're paying thirty dollars on the app, that means that the driver's getting fifteen at most, wow. and in some cases they take more. And I was shocked to learn that information, and so I went to my congressman's office yesterday because I wanted to talk to a staffer and make them aware of this issue because I had not heard about this before. And lo and behold, what was at that congressman's chamber of commerce? A whole Agreed. bunch of fucking people protesting the exact same thing um, and also protesting the, the treatment of fast food workers, because I, I think I, you see Amazon workers striking striking. I saw a billboard for United Pilots are about to strike um, Amazon, Starbucks. There are people there are groups of workers that are unionizing and and this corporate greed has gotten out of control. And I think. I think my attention might start shifting toward that. I think everything that I learned with the big phone home and how to organize people and how to um, bring attention to a problem, I think I'm just going to cut and paste that and use it for this issue because I think there's a lot of workers out there that are really, really being squeezed to death for every single dollar that they're working for, um, both by state federal taxes and now by corporations um it is egregious and it seems to me that a lot of these corporations and production companies are just waiting for for ai they're just they're just waiting out this this labor dispute until ai can solve their issues and it's not going to be in the next year but in the next 10 to 15 years ai is going to be a big problem for almost everybody everybody everybody, everybody. Yep. And and if you now think corporations that, I agree more, yeah, I think I think this, I think especially like a Jeff Bezos, he is paying the least amount of money to all of these delivery drivers and all of these sorters just and he's writing the laws so he doesn't have to provide good work environments or any of that shit because he is setting up the infrastructure for all of these places to eventually be run by Boston dynamic robots and he's going to buy a fleet of them and he'll have a couple of actual humans to work on those things and, <laughs> and make sure those but eventually those people will be replaced by robots that clean the other robots you know so I think he sees it coming and I think he's doing everything legislatively to make sure that people don't get raises, don't get pensions, don't get retirement, don't get overtime, don't get a fucking bathroom that's within a walkable distance in a 15 minute period. Um, you know, like, I think there's a war coming, a class war, and it's going to get really ugly. 
uh, because workers are sick of this shit. I'm sick of this shit. I wake up every day at four in the morning, work till two o'clock in the afternoon. And like it's I'm not going to reveal how much I make, but it's not a lot. And it's ridiculous to think that, wow, half of my money went to a court to buying somebody's yacht. Thank you. You know, so oh look, <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious. <laughs> Lee, you can't let the gimps out <laughs> like serious that. Man. People, he's got house pie happening downstairs. Nah, let's not talk I about love... Lee's private life. Everybody needs help now and again. <laughs> yeah, it. it's not it's it's not help Lee that if was... you don't pay him and they're not allowed out. That was one they of the best me. moments I've ever seen. In Good a point. Stream. Good point. So you're the guy who took you the guy that took the Ukrainian refugees in, huh? Hey man, if you buy one, you get six Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Come on, stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so folks, oh, we've, we've nearly gone three hours now. I just realized. Hey, what? Wow, that's what happens when you have a good show, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, when next Friday we've got Neil Hancock and uh, Graham Hancock uh, Gardner on the show. <laughs> Graham Hancock's gardener on the show. Yeah, we're, we're playing ten, ten we're, years. We're that, we're like that tier of show. Wow, <laughs> we got a wow. Han- We got Graham Hancock's gardener coming on the show. Is he Mexican? Okay. No, no, no hey. it's okay. Hey. I'm a great, I'm a, yeah, I'm really I don't know. Actually, that's a good <laughs> That's a solid question. Isn't yeah, it? The, the, I mean, the real. I mean, the if real he's not, if happen. he's not a Latino, you might want to question it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, How good of a gardener can he be? I'm yeah, sure. those lines aren't shitty. That's for fucking sure. I, the I, I, there's going actually, down. you know, what's weird is oh, I've. Okay. There's like a couple of guys on YouTube that do these um, where they go to like old people's houses and they're like, hey, I'll mow your lawn and uncover your driveway that's under grass for free. And they they um, they time lapse the whole process and then play it on their channel. And it, for some reason, it's like ASMR. It's like just so relaxing to watch a guy mow a lawn in 20 minutes. It's have you guys seen this or am I the only one here? I've seen it. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. People's yards. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So those guys aren't usually Mexican guys. So I mean I'll, I guess that was my point. I was just joking. <laughs> yeah. So so late, late Sunday, what do you know what you're doing yet? Dave, what are we gonna talk about on Sunday? My time in the Boy Scouts. Right. Mm. That's it. Here we go. Why don't you do a whole show on Lou's lack of belief in in UFOs and lack how of they, how, how lack of Lou, yeah, how how they've destroyed him and just turned him into a naysayer when it comes to UFOlogy? I think you should do a show on that. I think just we need have... to talk about Lee's gimps. We should call them the other <laughs> Midwest. <laughs> I knew he had one. I just didn't know he had two. <laughs> Hopefully, we're, when did we're you get the that, uh, Well, you know. Yeah, one one knows another, but uh, we're hoping. I don't know anyone. That, uh, they don't leave the house. Why are you both invite Google? We're hoping Graham Hancock's gardener. <laughs> we're hoping Graham Hancock's gardener will lead to Linda Moulton House gynecologist. That's oh, the way dear we're going. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> That'll be an epically cavernous episode. I feel like it would just be <laughs> a hole in the conversation. Boy, oh boy! We might yeah, smell it'll, something it'll, foul it'll... from that uh, discussion. How many puns oh, can we get you out might of get this? Might get an itch. Well, you can just facts. look at the new LIDAR footage from Skinwalker Ranch episode, and that might give you a 
Give you what a... was that conspiracy? Melvin's hole. Was yeah, that the conspiracy know, where, where, where they kept losing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was. Hole. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. What's that? It's a, it's a it's a wormhole on the ranch that leads mm. to another dimension. God, those guys—they just don't stop, do they? They don't stop, man. Yeah, I I don't at this point. Yeah, it's uh, I've had some interesting private conversations. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know why they they're digging their heels in on that one, but they are weird. I love this. Lou is just a reverse psychology psyop. <laughs> I think he, I, think he jumped, I agree. <laughs> no, I think you went to the abyss and you looked in there. Yeah. Well, I'll, t- no, I'll no, tell we don't, you. We this. don't have the gynecologist on yet. Lou Lou <laughs> rhymes. <laughs> Lou rhymes with new Lou World mm. Order. I can Lou uh, World Order. I kind of do yeah. dig that, but the I will Lou, say, oh God, that's the uh, best. You should rename the channel Lou yeah, World Order. Lou World Order. <laughs> World Order. That's <laughs> good. Bad. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna change my name to Lou just to do that. <laughs> just to do that. I will I will say that being a reverse psychological psyop operator does not pay well. So if you know of any other agencies that need one, let me know. And I'd love to submit my resume because boy, they're not paying well. Um yeah. So speaking about paying well, uh, go support mm. Lou Reviews. Go check him out. Lou, what are you you doing a show with uh, Squid tomorrow? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do one tomorrow. I think at five o'clock uh, Pacific Standard. So right at exactly right now. What time is it for you over there, Ollie? It is one in the morning. Yeah. So I, at I'm one a.m. UK. I'm going out around Leeds tomorrow. One a.m. UK and. Uh, and 5 p.m. Pacific. That'll be 8 p.m. Eastern. So, yeah, don't miss it. It'll be fun. Uh, we, we've got a lot to talk about tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if we'll get it all in. Uh, but, yeah. I, I, I would I would love you to bring because uh, because Rav has been on, well, you'll know that. Rav has been on here yeah. before, but I, I've, we've never had you both on together. Love to get you. That, that'd be, that'd yeah, be, I'm sure. Be cool sure we can make something um, happen. Hidden, before we go, have you got anything coming out? Man, no, it's pretty quiet, man. <laughs> it's That's what I like quiet. to hear because you're not you're not gonna put out some shit, you know, oh. unless you unless you get oh. it. You know, I was actually thinking I might do a show tonight. Uh, I wanted to do one yesterday. Um, I mean, I'm sure you saw yesterday that John Greenwald um, foiled the video that I made about uh, Jeremy Corbell's claims that Lazar was uh, using magnets to clean out ball bearings for the U.S. Naval Academy. And so we foia whether or not that was true. turns out it's not. So um, are you aware that we're doing a documentary on Bob Lazar? No. Lee, what's run he the tra- called again? Run, run the trailer, Ali. We have the trailer. Oh, you have a trailer? We got the trailer. We we do have the trailer. I think. Fucking hell! It's almost like you've been here all night, and I've just turned up. Crazy. (laughs) Oh yeah, we got the trailer. This is a long, detailed story. Robert Scott Lazard. Bob 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 Lazard.
Is he worthy of our trust? I'm known for working at a classified base. Is there any doubt that he worked at Area 51? Area 51. What's really going on at Area 51? We Careful. want to be accurate. Okay. Area S4. I mean, I thought I'd set the record straight 30 years ago. So much, but it's not going to be, it. be July. It's probably going to be August because there's a lot of Narain <laughs> to do. A lot. Uh, it, I, I think you know what? You should just change that to coming soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that way you don't have July's to put a date over. on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just put coming soon. And then once you got the final cut in the can, send it to me. I'll take a look at it. I'll give you some notes. And then you guys can. Do whatever the hell you want with my notes. Burn them, fart on them, use them. I don't care. Uh, but and then, then it, it's pick a date. Stu's pulling it all together. I mean, yeah, yeah. I he, like he, the I like the trailer. The trailer looked. I'm intrigued. He, he, you got you got me interested. Yeah, he's it's. Um, I've seen a lot of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes of that, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of. He, he's been. God, he's been. How long has he been doing this for now? It's a gimp revolt. <laughs> I love it. Dude. You got to get better quality uh, leather straps. This man. is nice. the purge. You need. Oh, they strike uh, This is foreplay, I think. This is for. Wow. He's out for a night tonight. Uh, you <laughs> like it, Lee. You like it rough. You know what? I'm going to say Lee is hanging lower than anyone. He's got he's got babes coming into his room, begging him to come out and play while he's on the on the live stream with the boys talking about aliens. That's how he maintains his dominance. Lee, go enjoy that in his house. Yeah, yeah, go enjoy that birthday, man, man. He's not just a daddy; he's a daddy. Yeah, yeah. not this. Not this. Yeah, we'll be there later. It's fine. I'll tell you one thing: see, not gonna be that's saying. confidence. You see that? That's confidence right there. <laughs> That's a man who is very confident in what's what's going down. Yeah, you know he I'm has saying? he has gimps locked in his house. That, he, he knows exactly how tonight is. Lee, you've got so excited. You've got so excited. You've muted yourself. <laughs> there we go. There it we go. Is. Oh man, <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately. I gotta grab the mic here now. This is, uh, <laughs> anyway, on that note, people, I'm gonna end the show because we've gone three hours. Jesus Christ! That's fun, man. Thanks for having wow. me, guys. Yeah, this is always a blast talking minutes. to you guys. I didn't mean to be uh, uh, quiet, but I've been texting his gimps all night, baby. <laughs> I'll, I'll knock us out with tonight's intro. Uh, go check out the uh, Lou reviews in the description below because. Oh, the the video uh the clip that you're about to see is in the description the full video it's a good video and also jay is in the description good night god bless mind the bugs don't bite if you want to support the channel feel free it's it's free to hit the thumbs up it's heat it's free to hit the subscribe but if you want to spend some money then go go bloody well do it if you can afford it okay people are going to question what i'm about to say what if some of that shit is so 
big. It can't be moved. Is that what you're saying, Ross? Is that what you've been That's told? That's exactly what I'm saying. How big is big? Big. So big, they built a building over it. In a country outside of the United States of America. I know that sounds preposterous, and I know, oh my God, you can just hear them now, the bleating debunkers. I'm not one to ask people to burn sources, but if Ross Colthart claims is true, he can cause disclosure by publishing the location. Completely legitimate request. Ross is sitting on disclosure, period. <laughs> Just, I just realized him talking about that shit that's too big to move. Sound like a really excited proctologist. We got an operator. <laughs> like in the left, and it's not enough. <laughs> he is trolling us at this point, man. Oh, he's just trolling I mean, us. You know, that's the, if you ever had one of those 